All right. Welcome to a special talking in stations. We're going to be discussing the recent sale of CCP to Pearl Abyss. Uh, it has been described as more of a merger by Hilmar, the CEO of CCP. Uh, so we're just opening up the airwaves kind of thing. And uh, if you want to join us, that's uh, great. You can find us at Talking in Stations Discord. You can find that at talkinginstations.com. Uh, you can jump in and uh, jump into this public uh, channel that we have, and uh, we can talk about, you know, what you think's going on. Is the you know what what the future of Eve Online is going to be like? It's an open discussion. Um, we will try to bring information about the changes uh, that are headed uh, our way. If there are any changes, there may be no changes. Uh, and that said, this weekend we're going to have the new executive producer and the new creative director on the proper show, Sunday, 1600 UTC. Uh, that's Talking in Stations this Sunday. So for now, we'll uh, open up the, uh, I guess we'll call this a town hall and uh, start trying to get some information. One more thing, we do have some CSM guys that will join us later, but they're actually still in meetings right now. Uh, this was a surprise to them as well, this sale. And so uh, they're finishing up their day. They have a couple more hours or about an hour and a half to go. And then, uh, and then they'll be able to join us and, and tell us, you know, how the summit's going um, and, um, you know, what they know about this kind of thing. If you know anything about this, um, go ahead and uh, chat inside the INN Twitch channel and let us know what you think, how you feel, what you know. Uh, we'll try to, like, dampen down hysteria because it's really nothing to be hysterical about. All right, well, welcome, guys, to Talking in Stations. I'm going to now try to unmute you guys as as best I can, because it's definitely, uh, we don't want people jumping in and saying stuff. Kurt, you're a news guy. What's this, uh, what's this look like to you? Uh, well, I think we still need to wait a bit for more official information. But uh, right now, it, it doesn't look fantastic, because... Uh, they're going to expect CCP uh, to meet certain deadlines that otherwise uh, they may not have. But I would like to point out that a lot of people uh, are sort of saying that and saying, oh, well, this is an entirely new thing. They've got to meet all these deadlines. It's going to be really rubbish. But, you know, th they, hadn't, they had people with shares before who were already expecting them to meet targets and stuff. This is just them swapping them out for somebody new who we don't really know that well. Hmm. Well, I, you know, it seems like we saw some information. Uh, if you're looking at Twitter now or if you're looking at Reddit or if you're looking at anywhere else, it seems to be a lot of um, people worried. Uh, and earlier today, which is one of the reasons we wanted to go live, we were talking to Carneros, who actually works in the industry. And I've worked in the film industry, which is kind of related in that it's a lot of creatives coming together to put projects through that are very expensive but also have high prestige value to a certain crowd. Uh, so a lot of the same rules apply uh, for film that apply for all entertainment that's created. Um, and yeah, the, there's definitely some, uh, as you were saying, Kurt, uh, some things that are possible to happen. Uh, and that is that, you know, the merger of two companies merges culture, merges um, accountability, I guess merges, um, what'd you say, deadlines? Well, I, deadlines is the wrong use of the word, but you know, an investor, a shareholder really will expect CCP to 
meet a certain amount of profitability and to be able to reach certain targets. Deadlines would be like in reference to development targets or, or, or making certain changes to the organization. I'm not a massive expert on that, but you know, uh, this, you know, they already had that, but this is somebody new who will likely expect different things from them. But is that any different than Cosby Electric? Yeah, yeah. Not any different than uh, you know investors you take on. Yeah, which is which is kind of what I'm saying. They already had people expecting things from them. This is just a whole new group who do. Right. Does anybody know about uh, the group that bought them, the Pearl Abyss? They run Black Desert Online, and right, so they're a publicly traded company. There's not too much out there, but apparently the last year or so they have been going on looking around for investments. I can't find much about the investments they've done, so this may be the first, or it may just be others aren't public yet. Well, uh, from the articles that I've read, which is only two, uh, they're they're a South Korean company, right? And uh, like I said, it's positioned more by Hilmar as a merger of um, attitudes. CCP actually isn't any financial is not in any financial trouble. They have forty million in the bank, and they're meeting all their development uh, budgets. Uh, and he says this is this is when you make this kind of a move. And his point was that you know they. They saw a kindred spirit in as far as production. I mean, how they were developing games, and you know, there's a lot of in common between Iceland and Korea, and so this was something that was quite natural, and and they see it as kind of a, a cross pollination. You know, well, that's what we suspect will happen. It'll be a cross pollination between uh, uh, ideas on how video games should be developed and built. Now that could mean a a lot of things, right? Like, uh, we could be talking, um, you know, more or different kinds of, uh, transactions, what are they called? Uh, microtransactions. Um, but whatever happens, it probably shouldn't be anything that happens fast. And I wonder if a group, um, purchases a successful game, if they try to tinker with it at all, uh, maybe they just leave it autonomous with the people who've actually built it. Uh, I don't know. You guys have thoughts on that? So what has been said so far is that they will be autonomous. Um, obviously, people are still worried that stuff may happen. They will still have targets to meet. Um, I don't know what that will implicate happening, but the targets shouldn't be anything too severe. So we should be fine, I hope. Yeah, so what do we know of... ...to take with a grain of salt. Uh, first off, a lot of the language is similar to the language that CCP used when they acquired White Wolf, and we saw how well that worked out for White Wolf. Um, they kind of ate him but, up, didn't they? Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, for the last two years, every freaking change in EVE has been met with, oh, but at least it's keeping the venture capitalists out. Except the venture capitalists were already there. They already owned the company. And they were behind a lot of changes that were being pushed. So it, one of the big things to remember when you're looking at all the community outrage is that this is the EVE online community. We're going to be outraged no matter what you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, is that what we're seeing out there too? I've, I haven't looked um, in other places, um, 
but I can imagine there, uh, Reddit is probably, uh, a lot of, um, unhappy people right now. Reddit oh, is on fire. Okay. So it's an understatement. Uh, I haven't looked there. I will, uh, as soon as I can, but, uh, TIS has been a ton of discussion going well, not only behind the scenes and production channels, but out in public here. You if, say, you right look at, if you look at the Twitch chat right now, okay. Um, you will see basically a microcosm of the most polite and optimistic 1% of Reddit. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that's I would agree with that. Well so that's how I woke up in Central Time at about 3 o'clock this morning was seeing this on Reddit. And um, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it was torches and pitchforks this morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am, just going, I am just going to repeat here what I said on Reddit, okay? This happened during the CSM summit. Obviously, Aerith is behind it all, you know. Right. Uh, what were you guys' reactions to the news? Uh, um, for me, it was similar to the guy saying he'd woke up and saw Reddit. But I, I saw the Eve Online tweet and thought I'd misread it as Eve Onion because I wasn't quite sure what I was reading. Yeah, like, literally, my first reaction was... Um, and. Yeah, this is straight out of the uh, INN editor's channel. The fuck did I just wake up to? <laughs> for for me, it was a little bit of um, like I'm in real life. I'm kind of like a, I guess you would say, a socially kind of inept person. I guess I'm not really good at like talking to people, but Eve kind of helped me get out of that. And my first impression was, um, God, if they shut down Eve, who the hell am I going to talk to now? Now what? Yeah, it's like now what. I don't think they'll shut down Eve at all. They're, they're I, I highly doubt that. I highly that, doubt they'll shut down that's Eve. Worst, that's worst case freaking tinfoil hat scenario. Oh, that's not even... That, um, that's that's really not what's going to happen here. That's just It's not realistic. Um, sometimes companies will buy uh, an intellectual property, an IP, and they'll um, if it's a competitor, they might shell that IP. Um, but sometimes they just buy the IP to do something different with it and don't need all the staff that goes along with it. That is not the case here. But you know, it does raise an interesting question. We've been hearing a lot since Las Vegas, at least, about CCP's new upcoming MMO. Yeah, and did you see this mean? He he actually uh, he let uh, by he I mean Hilmar in that article. I'm going to post it in just a second. Said new action MMO. I I don't know if action is very, very generic, but I think that's pretty interesting because action is different than, say, a new strategic MMO uh, or something like that. I mean, Uh, that's two terms we've heard because we heard role play before when it was there. So now we know it's an action role play MMO. doesn't narrow it down too much more, but it's getting us a little bit closer. Right. A uh, little program note. McLeod, if you can break the... Uh, we're getting so many people in here. If you can break the column of... You can, I can change it. Uh, yeah, I can... Well, yeah, I can break it or I can change it to uh, to only people talking. That will probably be a lot more, a lot more manageable. Um, sorry, you guys... Uh, I would break it so that people can see who's in here and stuff. Uh, okay. Sorry, the unmanageable way. All right. Sorry, I just wanted to address something in a chat quick, which is I don't want to see Eve Desert online. And that goes back to sort of what you said a minute ago, where they don't kind of just buy an IP like this to do whatever 
people are afraid of, they're not going to buy it and ruin it because they've just spent half a billion dollars on this IP. They'd be shooting themselves in the foot to kill it off. It's not just the IP that they've bought. It's not like they've gone in and they bought you online from CCP. They've gone in and, you know, basically bought bought the whole company. So they obviously feel like, you know, there is value to CCP, not just value to EVE Online. Yes. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. Well, obviously there's value to, to CCP. I mean, you know, as much as as much as we put them down because we ladle six thousand people into a single system, you know, Eve's got the beefiest freaking servers out there. No other game could do six thousand people in one space. Well, Eve has value, but I think that's often been like a recent thing. Like they've only become quite profitable like in the recent years. Um, in twenty thirteen, they reported a loss. So, uh, can you speak up has, a little bit? There, there has been like a journey to this point. Like back in 2013, CCP reported a loss, so that they have been building up to being a more profitable, a more sellable company for a few years now. All right. If you're just joining us, uh, I'm uh, going to start trying to answer questions and chat with the little information that I know. Um, most of the people behind targeting stations do a lot of news gathering, so we'll try to get some some people uh, getting some information, although there's not much out there. But we are uh, doing an open town hall uh, to, to talk to people about their reactions to the news that CCP, after over 15 years, is being sold uh, to a different MMO maker, uh, Pearl Abyss. Or are they the makers of Pearl Abyss? I'm not even sure. No, Pearl uh, Abyss is the company. They make okay. Black Desert Online. Black Desert Online, which is kind of funny because isn't that where the uh, the greedy goblin guy went? He's like, I'm done with Eve. I'm going to yes. this Black yes, Desert. <laughs> Great. So we moved back in with him. That would be fun. I must now go to Gelblin's blog and shit that up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll love hearing from me again. Yeah, that should be funny. So, uh, and those of you that don't know, uh, Gavlon Goblin um, was, a, well, I guess he was a blogger for EVE Online for a few years and uh, was uh, quite amusing. And then he decided he was going to move over to uh, Pearl Abyss's game, Black Desert. So now Pearl Abyss bought CCP. Uh, it's kind of interesting that Black Desert is kind of like EVE Online, that it's an open world place right am i mistaken about that has anybody played black desert you, you, you ask that like any of us play anything else eve doesn't right. have your time to play other is it that interesting but- about eve online that people don't people don't play eve and something else and you know if they're not playing eve it's not like they just go and find something else they actually maybe even stop playing video games eve is a lifestyle choice i played it Eve doesn't have to be a lifestyle choice. No, not unless just, you want to actually, you know, some people do just well at it. decide to. Well, uh, so Roxy, you were saying you've played uh, Black Desert. Yep, it's very much like World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's, so it's not open. Is it open world uh, in the traditional yeah, sandbox? It's open world, open world, and uh, I mean it's a good game. Nine and a half million subscribers, so. It's a pretty good oh. game, but like all of those games, after a while it gets boring. Right. Do you think, uh, does anybody in here think that moving to a publisher like Pearl Abyss, and remember, I think they're going to be the publisher, not necessarily the uh, developers. The developers all stick around. 
big thing about BDO is it's uh, microtransactions. A lot of them. Yeah, what, it's very what it's it's heavily microtransactions. The owner and anything else we don't know yet. Well, the article again that I cite Hillmore's sure. interview. Well, it could be what he said, but it is what he said. And uh, in six months after the deal goes through, Pearl Abyss can decide. Yeah, we're changing that. Yes, and I think that's where everyone's concern is. Right, once that deal is done, Pearl Abyss have full control. Right. I mean, that's just that's just what being a subsidiary means. Right. On the other hand, though, uh, I'll push back, Arendus. Would you mess with uh, Eve Online if um, God if it yes shown this <laughs> if it had shown this kind of resilience in the face of other MMOs crashing and burning and losing everybody? Would you mess with this formula? That depends on how I see its resilience. Do I see its resilience as a result of ro- of a robust game, or do I see its resilience as a result of you know? This offers an interesting and unique play style for players where griefing is not just allowed but encouraged and the very worst aspects of humanity can be indulged in. And the people who want to do that will stick with this and keep coming back no matter what we do to them. Here's my take on this. BDO, well, the company that did BDO, they're there to make money. So they're going to do whatever they need to do to increase the subscription rate to this game. And if that means dumbing it down so that Joe Blow and his wife can play, that's what they're going to do. Very possible. Does anyone know the loot box situation in Black Desert Online? Like, haven't they had tons of, like, uh, criticism over that? And were they forced to change it or is it still intact? That's the only thing that really worries me is, like, I really, really disagree with that whole loot box crap. And I know they're... At the forefront of it, at least, or they, they have were. It. Well, various yeah. uh, ver- various uh, countries are actually starting to make that illegal in, in yeah. Dutch, to, to uh, a degree. So that should actually influence them. Well, you say it'll influence. However, there was something of a company essay that's literally just turned them off for that one region and said, "You guys can get stuff." So, <laughs> it, if it if they do have it and you're in one of those regions and it does get implemented, I don't see it being done. But if does that may be what gets said all right if uh, if you're just joining us it's uh for the last 30 minutes we've been on talking about ccp's um ccp sale to pearl abyss makers of black desert online they're a korean company so we are discussing that in an open forum you're welcome to join and we will let you um Talk if you know stuff and um, and ask questions and chat here. So you can join us on Talking in Stations Discord, and you can reach that by going to talkinginstations.com. You'll find the Discord button there. Ultimately, I think right now it's too soon to be going and making any major predictions about what they'll do and what they won't do. Yeah. I'm I think it- cautiously optimistic because it takes CCP out of the hands of people who don't have any involvement in gaming. The, the venture capitalists and bankers who've owned it, they they literally are not gamers, don't care, they're not developers. Um, so that's something, at least. Whether or not that's a good thing, who the hell knows? Do we know who the uh, old owners were, the old shareholders? I heard one of them mentioned it was the guys who did the ven- uh, adventure capitalist game or whatever. 
They, they were listed in some of them. In in one of the no, one of them's a big Icelandic banker. They're not venture capitalists. They did the venture capitalist game. Um, no, they had a stake in the company or whatever. I can't think who the main groups were. Nova something. So it was a, it was Nova Tour Partners, uh, which were one of the main one one of the main investors. So as a lead investor, uh, was Nova Tour Partners. That's the other ones were General Catalyst and NEA. Uh, they got out of the uh, venture capitalist. Um, they got out from under those strings, though, didn't they? Um, they 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 changed investors. I think they changed some mid-level investors at some point. I think, but uh, yeah, I think the Novator partners had been uh, long-term investors for at least thirteen years. So, or for thirteen years, I think. So. So what happens in a situation like that? These guys uh, cash out? Yeah, I think it's a cash out situation. Uh, or they stick with it. I don't know. I guess there's some options back there. It doesn't really matter, I think, on the business end of things. We're, we're more concerned about the, investment, the investments that we made as players, right? Like the, the amount of time we put into this thing, the uh, friends that we built around it. Uh, that's what we're worried about, which is probably what you're seeing is the, a lot of the uh, I wouldn't call it panic, but a lot of the discussion out there in different areas is is concerned with uh, what's going to happen with um, this game that we've been playing for a long time and investing a lot into. And all we can say is, well, we really don't know, but we, we assume that when companies like this uh, merge or get bought, that things happen at kind of a slow pace. Uh, but w- will this change the direction of the game's development will it uh will we see more transactions for instance which i guess prolibus is known for or will they leave a winning formula alone and let the people who've built eve continue to build it i think it depends on interestingly the development pathway that is being discussed over at uh, csm summit right now as we speak i think one positive thing that might come out of this is they're going to increase the subscriber base all those Asian players that don't play now. You think so? Oh, yeah. They'll Are advertise they us to hell. Oh, so we might get that marketing uh, budget that we've been wanting, right? And Yeah, you, you say that as well. But I, I asked it in public earlier, but maybe there's a possibility they can leverage uh, PA's localization teams to maybe bring better localization for those regions. Oh, you know that there's going to be a uh, uh, like a South Korean or a Korean kind of uh, um, localization client very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. If they're going to market it to them, they're also going to do that, which is, in all honesty, only a good thing. Hey, do you guys want to know a little bit about about the investors from the Wikipedia pages, real quick? Or I'm I'm definitely interested in the old ones previously owning it. Yeah. So, right, okay, so I'll just read a few things from Wikipedia about the previous owners. Like, Novator Partners uh, is an English private corporation specializing in telecommunications, pharmaceuticals, and financial services. Um, They also operate a private private equity firm uh, and a credit opportunities fund. So that's what they, that was their main investors. Uh, Companies based in London and led by an Icelander, so, you know, that was their main investor for 13 years. The other guys were General Catalyst, who was an American venture capitalist firm. 
um, focused on early stage and growth investments. Um, they invest in companies such as Snapchat, uh, Neverwire, Stripe, Airbnb, Deliveroo, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Uh, and the New Enterprise Associates is an American-based venture, venture capitalist firm, same as the other one. Uh, and they, they, they invest in stages ranging from seed stage through to growth stage, whatever that may be, um, across a whole bunch of industry sectors. Um, so they're just a diverse, uh, ra- diverse generalized uh, investment firm. And so um, Pearl Abyss um, was, hang on, where's the actual thing about development? Uh, it was founded in September 2010 by a uh, uh, someone called Kim Dale, uh, previously a developer with uh, Handgame and uh, NHN Gaming. Uh, Handgame was a South Korean online game portal operated by NHN Entertainment Corporation. Um, They did casual first-person shooters, MMOs, sports and other genres. And Nava, N-A-V-E-R Corporation, was an internet content service company. Uh, in South Korea. So that's basically kind of a very, very preceded background on former investors and and Pelibus. Hmm. So we don't see this as just a, just a giant, uh, I don't know, investment that'll be hands-off? We see this as uh, people who are going to publish it differently? Well, I mean, I like the idea of a lot more advertising. So I used to, when... I guess around 2010, I used to see a lot more um, Eve banners. I'm sure they were following me around because I was playing it, but I used to see them. And because you're an advertising. Uh, what's that? And because you're in advertising. Well, I don't know if they had, well, uh, no, I'm just talking about like, oh, maybe. But I was talking about just uh, surfing the net and stuff that I would see Eve everywhere and I would feel pleased that this beautiful game I was playing was out there and being. Well, yeah, but that's uh, just Google's analytics. They, they... Yeah they track your activity that's what i mean so it was this false you know bubble around me that was saying oh yeah these these are going out to mass audiences but maybe um as roxy said that the uh the budgets for marketing the games might be different maybe we get an infusion of uh, south korean players but i wonder do they like and, and this is i hope this isn't a bad thing to say but <clears throat> could be stereotypical or prejudicial but do they like uh, sci-fi um, as much as other types of games, like oh yeah, Siege Green, which is a really bad. Do, do the people who did the first StarCraft professional crap like sci-fi? Is that your question? God, is StarCraft sci-fi? I guess it is. It is StarCraft. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I know did it I starts I... with star. He, he did, comes did from I... an entertainment background. You're... He thinks star is like you know stars on the on the catwalk. You know. Or on, you did, know, on. Did hello, Dirk, hello, Dirk McGurk. Did I arrive too late, or, or like has all that? The that was perfect, Dirk. Oh, you're has just the, in time. Has all the bitching and whinging about loot boxes and every other form of monetization <laughs> already been said? Not Some quite. of it has, but I'm sure there's room for more. No, I, I mean it's like the the rank trainer speculation that the, you know the, that immediately jumped off uh, you know on this thing you know it, it is almost as bad as some other things i saw out there that, which was mainly the csm which all came out with glowing reviews 
uh, as though anybody has any idea. Well, Dirk, I'm fairly certain this train has no brakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is kind of. Uh, I haven't seen. I've only been awake a few hours. I think uh, Dirk's been up more hours than me. And TIS. Yeah. <laughs> what? I haven't been to bed. Oh, are you serious? Right as I was like kind of dozing off, I had some pain in my shoulder, so I was having a hard time getting to bed. And right as I was dozing off, I decided to reach over and look at my phone, and there was CCP's been sold. And I went, "Oh Christ, I'm not going to bed." You've been up all night reading about it. So yeah. we've got punch drunk Dirk. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Awesome. I do find it. Yeah, I, yeah. I just do kind of find it a, a little bit funny. Like you know, um, um, you know, I was seeing some comments out there about you know there, there were thirty other companies that they could have sold to that would have been better for Eve Online than this one. I'm sitting there going, were there thirty other offers on the table? I mean, like, it, no, there yeah, weren't. I imagine. I, I guarantee you that there weren't thirty, like thirty different kind of things like that. And secondly, like, you know, 99% of those, well, you know, pretty much all of those other 30 wouldn't have been able to have actually, you know, put the money up that was required for it. So, yeah. Well, you know, and, and the gripe was that, you know, uh, uh, Hilmar, Hilmar went for the money. And I, I'm sitting there saying, well, number one, I don't know that Hilmar went for the money. I think those venture cap funds that overstayed yeah. their venture cap period in a company uh, were probably the sitting there going, uh, we don't care who you sell it to, but get us the most money you can. Yeah, it's, it's, not like, it's not like Hilmar could go for the money here. Hilmar's not the one who ultimately makes this decision. The investors are. The, the They're the ones who have to sell. The, and this, the board of director does. The board of oh, director makes, makes the vote to decide the sale. And after that, the shareholders have to approve it, which is the investors. But it's, it comes down with the board. Right. Well, yeah. And, and you know, this has been something that in, in various incarnations that we have been talking about for, for several years, when, when the outside investors' equity interest in CCP went above 50%, we began to be concerned about the fact of, you know, these are not just your typical mom and pop investors. These are venture cap and private equity firms that are looking for a different rate of return over a shorter period of time. And at some point, they're going to want to get out. Dirk, Dirk, I, I need to say something here. It's not something I'm going to say to you often, though it is more likely when you're sober. Thank <laughs> you for being sane here, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was really funny because what I was seeing out because I was going back and I was kind of going back and forth with some of the CSM who I thought who I thought right out of the, they went and they had a meeting you know because they're uh, obviously they're up in they're up in Iceland they went and they met with Helmar and whatever they were told right came across as oh it's all going to be fine we talked to Hilmar, it's all going to be fine and I'm like uh, I'm like okay you're coming out on this on this super robust positive side you know almost to the point where you sound like your PR at this point and then on the other side you had all of the you had all of the you know the loot box people and oh my god you know Korean monetizing game maker and things like I'm sitting there going holy crap I, I am literally on the middle on this one which is a neutral stance of why don't we just wait and see right we, we don't know enough yet this is Eve Online. It's been around for 15 plus years where every single day that we log in, we reevaluate the condition of the game and the company that does it. I think that we can you know, give it a little bit of time here and see how this works out. We, we've put up with Eve is dying since the first day Eve was released. <laughs> like... This is a strange day, Derek. You and I are the voices of moderation. <laughs> yeah, it's strange indeed. <laughs> All right. If you're just joining us, we have an open uh, town hall. 
Now you can join. Uh, you can join here in chat for Imperium News on Twitch, where you're watching this live, or you can uh, join Talking in Stations Discord, and you can get to it through talkinginstations.com, where uh, we have public chat, and we also have public voice chat, which are the voices that you're hearing from. So we have uh, people from INN like Arendis, uh, and you have um, McLeod, who's producing this with us. You have Cascora, you have Keyboard. Uh, and lots of other people, and in, now including uh, Kurt from NER and Dirk, Kurt and Dirk, uh, Dirk from Talking in Stations. So we're going over what uh, was announced earlier today, and in case you haven't seen it and you're just waking up, uh, CCP announced that they will be acquired by uh, Pearl Abyss. Uh, and there's the announcement on your screen now. Oh, hold on, hold on. For four hundred and twenty-five million dollars, I mean, yeah. Now, now that's got some, you know, earnings incentives in there and things like that, you know, as well built in. Oh, are we proud package. of that? I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by it. I, I really want to see what is on the bill of sale there. Well, four hundred and twenty-five is basically the uh, what CCP believes, or what, or, or what PA, you know, value the company as, I mean, essentially, right? It's worth 500, but four is a good deal. What did we? There was a number that was thrown out before. Um, Noisy, maybe. Noisy yeah. had an estimate of 900 at one point coming from something that was worked out. But 900 million? Could, no, that's, yeah. what, that's what they were saying it might be worth, and that was kind of laughed at. Yes, uh, even Noisy went, I'm not quite sure on this, but this <laughs> is what doing a bit of maths works out to be. The other number uh, he had was about 300. That was probably his number, yeah. Yeah. More realistic number, and he, he got closer to it. I love this comment here in chat from uh, Lord Shazbot. Uh, how many Viking boots can you make with $425 million? <laughs> A lot. Well, uh, earlier, the reason we went on live is because we had uh, Carneros, who works in the film industry, talking about this, and he was very, very... He works actually, in the film industry. Yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? Film, film Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, those are I, you used to work in the film industry. industry. Yeah, <laughs> I worked in the film industry. He worked in the games industry. And he, we we're kind of comparing notes, but he was saying, and I thought a little out of character because he was very forceful about like, calm down. Like, this is what happens. The game's changing anyway. It will change. It has changed. Eve of today is, is very, very different than Eve of yesterday. Uh, and this is another evolution. And it was, it's nothing to be extra worried about. Uh, and then he explained a lot of what goes on in the games industry and how it compares to the film industry. Ultimately, I think it all comes back down to one question that we've been asking ourselves for decades now about whether or not it's time to panic. It's very simple. Do you the, know where your towel is? And it's always been the same answer, I think. is uh, You can if you want to, but it's not going to change anything. And the game's still here. Well, I mean, not just that, but scream all you want on Reddit, right? You're not stopping this deal going through. As much as I don't like saying it, it's put up or shut up sort of situation. Well, I mean, none of this should be about stopping. The, yeah, there's nothing here that's about you know stopping the deal, right? No, no, I just mean like if people don't like it, 
you're not going to manage to stop it. It is what it is. I, look, I can understand why there may be concerns out there, and those are concerns that you know kind of need to be put up. Hey, go to the AMA that they're having. What is it tomorrow? That you know they're having the AMA, and and I mean, hopefully, what happens is that there were some questions that were asked by the CSM up there, which I'm sure were related to you know the future of monetization, and oh my God, are you going to give us you know are you going to give us gold ammo and 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 stuff like that, right? Like present those questions right up front. Let's let's clear the air on that sort of thing. I know it'll be one of the questions that we ask on Sunday to to CCP Manbjorn, you know, uh, you know the the new executive producer. You know, let's clear the air on some of these kind of low hanging fruit concerns that people have out there. Um, you know, before we start even remotely talking about, you know, well, they're doing an AMA tomorrow on Reddit. right. Yeah, it's at sixteen thirty UTC. Sixteen thirty UTC, I believe. On the did they say the forums? Yeah. Oh, was it a Reddit AMA? Okay. Seems like it should be on the forums. But and then this Sunday we're going to have uh, the executive producer and the new creative director on talking in stations proper. That's Sunday, sixteen hundred UTC, right here on this channel. How will the uh, NCCB Burger, the new creative director. Yeah. Uh, K. draws out in chat says, how will this affect the CSM and Eve meets? Will they keep the CSM? Okay. So, so um, the way that this has been laid out, right, as far as the PR release and the dev blog from Hillmar and stuff like that, is that uh, CCP Games will remain an independent subsidiary of uh, Pearl, Pearl Abyss. Um, and and be operating on their own, which I would imagine would mean that there should probably be no change to the way that fundamentally there should be no change to the way that they're running things, including things like the CSM. I don't know what it might have to do with Eve Meets. Maybe we'll have I don't know next year we'll have FanFest DMZ. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly it. I mean, with being a subsidiary, your management and all your layers are intact in CCP. Maybe Hillmar will leave and exit. And I'll be replaced by someone from Pearl Abyss, but it's, they're still going to be managed the way they have been, and they're still going to have financial targets, just like they had with their investors. Well, even 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 if it becomes part of the parent company, like it absorb, you don't see changes in the next three to six months. Like any changes no. that we see in the game, they're already in the pipe. So any any effect or influence from the parent company, you're going to see it at six, uh, three to six months. But since it's a subsidiary, you usually do goals per quarter. So the next quarter, they're going to evaluate how much money they actually made in those sort of financial targets. Your subscriptions are up. Uh, you know, how much money per subscription, subscription you're getting. And all those information is what's going to be used to determine what happened with the company, right? You can always, because if you own 100% of the shares, you can always dissolve the company and absorb everybody back into the parent company. And I don't think PA bought EVE Online to make EVE their flagship product. Um, BDO is significantly larger than EVE. There are new games coming out on the horizon that PA may be interested in competing in. They may have bought CCP for just the secret sauce and how they do things and player retention and how do you get thousands of people on a field in combat. Well, yeah. that, that is what they say in their press release as to why they decided to, you know, go with it is like uh, alongside the, you know, the the value that they see in it, they also see that as, you know, uh, being able to, uh, to teach them how to keep a uh, an MMO uh, RPG alive for a long period of time. Honestly, if they bought CCP to learn how to do those things, uh, not the not the not the keep the MMO alive, but you know 
how do you how do you get this many people in, into a single area? How do you how do you retain these people this rapidly for this long? That actually worries me more than if they bought it for Eve, because Why? that means that they don't necessarily need Eve. Look, I, it doesn't mean it's going away though. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's going away, but it, but it does mean, but it does mean that if that's their focus, then there's no additional incentive to make sure they keep it intact. They uh, want can, the talent. Can I? Yeah, same add thing happened with um, Athlon Games. Athlon Games is developing the new Lord of the Rings MMO, and they're leveraging the other subsidiary of Digital Extremes for how do you keep players in this free-to-play model still engaged and coming back to your game. So they're doing very similar in that regards, trying to leverage the the experience of one company, one subsidiary, to support the growth of a new game on another. Crazy gamer? Yeah, just, um, I, yeah, I got a slight break. Um, one of the things that's going on right now is that China is doing some protectionist stuff with their gaming industry. And they're not allowing new mobile games uh, like from South Korea. They're not approving them uh, for play in the China. Now, CCP, on the other hand, has been working with the Chinese developer to make a mobile game in the Chinese market. And so that might be one of the reasons why they're buying it, because they, uh, Pearl Abyss probably wants access to that Chinese market. Wow. That actually that could, makes a lot of sense. That yeah. could be part and parcel with the whole M- new MMO uh, game that uh, you know they've been saying that they've been, you know, going to be creating. You know, I mean, action MMO game, right? That's the other one. And Connor obviously said a bit about it earlier about how obviously with this sale going down and them acquiring the entirety of CCP, they'll have shown them that. I'm gonna take a guess and say it must be looking good for them to have wanted to buy the company with that involved for such a high price, they got to have confidence in the future products, right? Um, one of the things, the price was $425 million noisy. What do you think of that price? A little bit high, but they, people may be thinking there's an upside with the uh, entry into the Chinese market. Uh, if people are thinking, because... CCP is working with like the biggest company in the in the mobile market. So if they're going to be making some money off of that, uh, that could be factored into the price. Uh, I want to say I was, I think two years ago I was saying it was around maybe three hundred and fifty million was what CCP was worth. Mm-hmm. So I think they're paying a little bit more, but it could be you know CCP does have access. To the market, they they already have studios in China, so there is that advantage. Well, uh, noisy the 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 price that they paid for it, like that would be somewhat uh, dependent on the investors that they're paying off, right? Well, I think well the investors that they're paying off, uh, NEA, I think put in thirty million publicly. They and plus they may have another fifteen, maybe fifteen million. Because they were buying, uh, they were buying shares uh, in addition to the special uh, thing that they did with um, with the uh, specific uh, virtual reality uh, investment. Um, so yeah, so I think that it's I think it was NEA. Uh, the guy that made the investment in NEA 
died within a year of the investment being made. And so if he was the only guy who believed in the CCP investment, that would indicate, you know, that's probably a reason. That's another reason why uh, the uh, venture capitalists wanted to get out because if nobody in the venture capitalist company had faith in CCP, they'd want to get rid of their investment right away. Uh, But you're saying that did not happen. Well, I'm not really sure. It's just that there's a guy, uh, uh, Harry Weller. He was like, you know, one of the top venture capitalists in the world. Right. And he, and he wanted to, he made that investment in the CCP and he died, uh, in like November of 2015. And within a month, there were rumors that CCP was up for sale. I realize that's a little bit tinfoilish, but, um, yeah, that that's that's when that nine hundred million dollar figure was being floated. Yeah, yeah, which was uh, wildly off uh, at that point, right? But, but that was just that was just a uh, a writer from a magazine that was reporting that number, right? That was uh, Bloomdale or um, Bloomberg, I think. Uh, that was that was Bloomberg that was reporting that. So oh. this this like was Bloomingdale's. Yeah. So this wasn't this wasn't like somebody, some you know, rinky dink guy from the gaming industry. This was a financial guy, uh, you know, that was reporting this. So that's that's when you knew, hey, something's actually going on. Well, your number of three hundred fifty million was a lot closer to the actual number, four hundred twenty-five million, which is uh, reported to be the sale price for CCP. Now, oh, noisy that three fifty that we were talking about back in the day. That was also when the whole VR unit was still around and everything, right? Right. So getting it off the books was a good thing, or okay, I, I actually I actually went through this uh, in in real life. Uh, so basically, what happens is you you might get um, you might get um, have a company and there's two units and that you know for the company like CCP it made sense to have VR and your regular. But outside forces might look at that and say, well, we'd like to buy CCP, but we don't want to have the VR stuff involved. So then you sell off that unit to make yourself uh, more attractive for other investors. Oh, so by taking that risk, that risky uh, part of your company off the books, you make yourself more attractive. Uh, it's interesting. So they could be, there could have been discussions long ago and they were saying, yeah, we like you, but the, the VR thing, we don't want to touch that. Either that or, or – well, they were shopping themselves around. Uh, so they probably found that out. And so th- by shopping themselves around, they found out, oh, people don't like the VR. So they sold the VR part off to a company that does want to get into VR. And then that left themselves uh, a more attractive uh, unit. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So who knew that the, the business of making EVE Online also had a meta layer to it? Well, it's nice to have you financial guys so that we can talk about some of the stuff with a little more sense. But uh, for those of you that are just joining us, we are talking about the uh, announcement that CCP, the company that makes EVE Online, is being sold to Pearl Abyss, the company that makes Black Desert. Online. Online. BDO, they call it? or BDO. Yeah. Uh, and Black Desert is, it was funny because it was always seen as an alternative to EVE Online if you like that sandbox kind of play. I think there were a number of players from EVE that were over there. I mean, 
you know, lucky that Discord shows what game you're playing at the time or whatever. But, you know, it's like I remember a lot of people there. Now, I think there was something that happened there where it got a little too microtransaction-y and people started going, eh. But... Yeah. Yeah, actually, I mean, just... one of the one of the other things that I'm hearing out there, are reading, you know, reading in comments, not not necessarily comments in Twitch chat, but you know, comments out there in other places, right? You know, is this whole thing? Oh, you know, they're, they're a mobile game company. Be, uh, sorry, Pearl Abyss is a mobile game company. That... That, uh, yeah, apparently they've got you know you know mo- that... mobile mobile games as well. And... Yeah, their their latest kind of thing that they're developing apparently at the moment is like a, a mobile version of Black Desert uh, online. Which kind of fits their MO, I guess, if you kind of think of them in terms of like a microtransaction heavy kind of company. Because uh, a lot of heavy utilization of uh, microtransaction is generally on the, uh, the uh, mobile market, mobile gaming market. And China's a big part of that uh, market, so that would make sense if they were using I mean, CCP to get to the China- Chinese market. The Asia markets in general are pretty heavy on um, mobile gaming at the moment anyway. So, Well, and it's also a place that CCP is moving in the direction of with various, you know, uh, various projects that they have. Now, I think they're outsourcing those things. So, you know, but, but it's definitely, you know, it's definitely, a, you know, another, another avenue that CCP has been, uh, has been working down. I guess this is where they could have that talent sharing and stuff that they're on about. Yeah, maybe. And the next mobile game isn't completely outsourced. They just go up to PA and go, right, we got this idea. Can you get one of your teams on it? I mean, their you know their expertise does not seem to be you know exclusively in in you know mobile gaming. Um, yeah, again, it's like you know people are kind of looking at you know aspects of that company over there and going, oh, geez, there are all these bad things that we as as Eve Online players must hate because we like Eve Online and it's nothing like those things. So the CSM should be wrapping up right about now, I think, and we'll see if we can't get a few of them uh, on the stream to talk about the summit and see how it went. So Dirk, I can't believe you you've stayed up all night because when the story hit, you started digging into it. I just started engaging. You know, I was over here and talking in stations, and you know, I just started engaging in in chat, and then realized that I had to take my car to get an oil change, and I had to go to the doctor. So I'm like, I'm like, I might as well just stay up and like kind of keep going. Yeah, you know, on the Richter scale, the earthquake scale, uh, how big is this? It's probably as big as it gets for what we've experienced, at least with the company, right? I mean, you know, uh, when you look at the when you look at the oh my god, they wrote off you know twenty million dollars worth of you know worth of dead, uh, you know, dead work, you know, a few years ago, right? And like you know, the Eve is dying thing that was going on from that and layoffs and you know, you know that have occurred over the years and things. I mean, this is big. This is the thing. Well, other than Eve is dying. Eve is going to get sold were like the two big ones, right? One probably wasn't going to happen. The other one definitely was. It was just a matter of when. And a lot of the things that they've been doing over the past few years, you know, have looked as though they were trying to improve, not in terms of just growing the company or, or anything like that, but putting themselves in a position to be more attractive to being shopped out there. They got their balance sheet in order, you know, which was part mm-hmm. of the whole write down thing, as well as as well as when they did, I think, the debt conversion and you know and stuff like that, right? I mean, I hate, this is something that that ha- has been coming, and like I said earlier, when 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 the when those outside investors went 
above 50% of the equity in the firm. It, you know, it was always that thing of at some point, these guys are going to want to get out. Not just they want to continue to get whatever rate of return. At some point, they're going to want to get out. That's what those types of investors do. And that right there was enough to tell you that the company was probably going to have to be sold in order to in order to uh, you know make that happen. You know, I am pleased there was no layoff associated with this. Um, in in other areas of business, I usually see a when a company gets acquired, they would uh, lay off a certain percentage of their workforce to make it a little more financially attractive. It was nice to hear that part of the the financial incentive was CCP meeting their financial targets um, for the buyout amount. Well, they did they did have layoffs, and they did, and probably a lot of the sales, those heavy sales that we saw, like I think it was earlier this spring, may have had something to do with it. Also, trying to get that, trying to bump up that that those sales and those profits all summer, um, really. Yeah, but it was like really bad, and like I want to say it was bad at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, I think we chalked it up to a good time to give sale prices because this you know, war was heating up and there was a lot of activity in the game. It was getting publicity, but yeah, they were probably raking in money uh, for multiple reasons. The, the the biggest changes are yet to come, if any. The outrage, the shock or excitement, the majority of it, we are yet to see. Uh, this, yeah. we, we Like Dirk said, we don't have a lot to go off right now. We do need to wait and see, I think. And I think you, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, don't really want to jinx things by saying, "Oh, look, there weren't any layoffs." There could still be layoffs. Let's just say, I mean, I don't expect, I, you know, I really don't expect much that any of us as players, you know, would would notice, you know, in what, you know, six, twelve months, right? There's going to be a transition period, you know, as long as CCP is going along and doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know. <clears throat> And we'll continue to look at the game, right? I mean, whether CCP is owned by CCP or it is owned by somebody else, I mean, we're not going to sit there and say, well, geez, you know, I really think that uh, this whole thing with jump fatigue makes me matter now that they're owned by a Korean company. <laughs> you know, or, or Citadels aren't done yet. And boy, I, it's, I know it's all because of the buyout. It, it, the buyout will augment the outrage we see in the future. Um, issues or problems with development, you know, that, that can be attributed to the publisher. It's done all the time. That's why people oh. didn't want like electronic arts buying Eve because of the changes they would inevitably make that, that would have been bad. Yeah, anytime we can blame these things on something. I mean, anytime that we can blame these things on something we do, right? Like uh, um, they were too busy investing in VR and they let Eve online slip. And, you know, all these things. Right. You know, and, and yes, it will be an excuse. However, it will be an excuse that's kind of in the in the blind. Um, you're not truly going to know that, you know, maybe because you don't think development's happening fast enough in certain areas of EVE Online, um, you know, oh, 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 it's because of the buyout. I don't know. We've been talking about development not happening fast enough or, you know, being done wrong or whatever in EVE Online when that wasn't part of the equation. So. You know, I'm like seeing, or I saw earlier in Twitch chat, people saying, oh my gosh, it's Korean, Koreans are going to be buying this. That means there's going to be more RMT and all this other stuff. Uh, I don't think that people realize that in South Korea, it's against the law to bot. And we're talking, it's a 50 million won fine, which I think at current rates is like $30,000 if you get caught botting. Yeah. Oh, really? 
How much I was ho- I was can- hoping with this whole monetization talk we'd be able to like buy botting licenses, but now you're saying that. Yeah, yeah you- it's against the law. So they're, so they're even really bad. Okay. Yeah, you have to divorce your uh, idea of uh, botting that's uh, generally associated with a- with uh, with China uh, from like you know Korea because Korea does it very differently. Is it easier to control multi-boxing too in South Korea? Just the way they have to sign up for games. Yeah, because they, they, I think they have to have proof of age, because they've got laws where you can't, um, you can't play uh, if you're a teenager, you can't play between the hours of midnight and six. Again, I, we need to go back to the baseline here of of ccp is going to continue to operate so far as we know right now ccp is going to continue to operate as the entity that it is with offices in shanghai london and and uh, of course Reykjavik. um and they're going to be independent until uh, what i mean you know until they're not or I mean, that, yeah, may, that it, may be something. But for now, that... the baseline is that, right? It's like mm-hmm. we you know, we can sit there and we can talk about you know what are the things that are allowed in in Korea and what are the things that are like in Korea. It doesn't matter. This is still going to be yep. Eve Online, run by CCP Games, the subdivision of out of Reykjavik, right? With a, but it's, with, it's, with a big parent, right? But it's just that I anticipate seeing a whole bunch of garbage out of our eve okay that's redundant but um <laughs> I, but we're gonna have all of this stuff that we're gonna be hearing and it's gonna be like guys you guys have no clue what you're talking about again i mean to be fair none of us really do because again we don't have insight into the deal we don't have insight into the agreement that is associated with it and how ccp is going you know is is uh you know where the agreement is on how they're going to run things and and where and when you know the the people that technically own it you know can can reach down and say you know maybe you guys should go and do this to be able to you know increase your revenues or whatever we don't like we don't know any of that but just like we don't you know just like the the other people out there don't know that loot boxes aren't coming tomorrow and you know all this kind of crap well, there, there is, because that, that's one of the other aspects of this kind of thing, because, because it is a business deal. There's going to be a lot of, you know, a, a lot of uh, legalese that's, that's uh, utilized in the business deal. Uh, and they're, they're going to be agreeing on various different things. So I think probably one of the most important things to actually ask in the AMA is to be, is, is going to basically be like, you know, uh, was there any de- any any sort of legalese uh, definition uh, or no not definition but like legalese uh, uh, kind of agreement on um, uh, you know PA's kind of uh, uh, what would be I don't, how do you describe it uh, PA's kind of involvement in the the kind of like the inner workings of uh, Eve Online. I don't even know whether they'll be able to answer that in the in the AMA, but like, I think it's a very it's a it's an important question to ask. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to say something different than what the than what the kind of you know press release in Hilmar's dev blog said uh, about? Well, they they can't exactly do an AMA with like when like they can't do an AMA and literally just you know blurt out everything that's been said in in the in the press release because then 
what's the point of an AMA? Because there's, there's no need for an AMA. Literally, it'll just be every single answer to the AMA will, do, will just be refer back to the press release. Well, I, but in a way, in a way, in these types of situations, that's exactly what you get. I mean, you know, you know, uh, an acquisition, you know, an acquisition is is announced, and you know, they then have a you know an analyst call or something like that, and they're answering questions, and pretty much they stick to they stick to what it is that they've said. They don't all of a sudden go, well, yeah, I know we said we're going to be independent, but you know, it doesn't mean that they can't come and tell us because now all of a sudden they're contradicting what it was that they put out there, right? Well, it's really a question of, like, yeah, you said that you were going to be independent, but, like, clearly there's going to be an agreement in the business deal that you did. Uh, So independent for how long, really, is is what what I really feel like someone needs to ask in the AMA. I don't think they're going to divulge anything in the contract or the legalese. Um, They also won't predict, well, what happens a year from now? Will we still be a subsidiary? I think uh, the questions I'd like to see is more like more of a personal nature. What are you looking forward to? What what is it about Pearl that um, excites you personally? And try to get some of that um, perspective from the folks at CCP. What I'd like to know is uh, now that we know that the handover is going to be on October 12th, does that mean that uh, Serenity, when NetEase takes over, they're going to aim to reopen it on October 12th? I believe the date was some point similar anyway, was it not? So I wouldn't be surprised if all three companies were sat down when making that deal. Yeah, because the, because the um, the the uh, Tian City they shut down. They they're shutting down their service at midnight on uh, the thirtieth of September, and then they said that they were going to launch in October, but they didn't give a date. So maybe that's going to be the date. I know it's speculation, but you know we. It would make sense for them to give uh, NetEase like oh, you know, twelve days to to get everything moved over, and then they can uh, use that date to celebrate. Well, at the moment, it's all speculation. Would they also dodge any stuff having to be signed if they were to do that? Signed? I don't think so because the the. Uh, They've already done the. They've already. Tiencity's already started the shutdown process and shutting down the cash shops and everything like that. So I'm I'm assuming that um, NetEase will come in with their stuff, and it's going to take them a little bit of time to transfer everything over from Tiencity's infrastructure to NetEase's infrastructure. So yeah, so you've got that. You got you're going to have a downtime. It's just that it might. Maybe they'll. Sh- They'll push it to um, uh, to be with the uh, uh, official sale date in order to like you know make uh, uh, make uh, Pearl Abyss look better in the Chinese market because I think that a lot of this purchase was because of the Chinese market. Why do they have no presence in the Chinese market now? There's a problem with uh, South Korean uh, game companies getting into the um, Chinese market right now. Uh, they're basically the Chinese are being very protectionist, very Trumpian uh, about their uh, game industry. They're not allowing foreign companies in. So if you got a new game and you want to get in, you're not getting into the into China. And the Koreans have been complaining about that in the, in the press. And by the way, just in case anybody, because uh, I saw it go through the Twitch chat a little while ago or whatever. Yes, but uh, October 12th is the date that this goes into effect. 
um, which I believe is one week, one week ahead of Eve Vegas. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's exactly one week ahead of uh, ahead of Eve Vegas. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw representatives, you know, from from our new Korean overlords, you know, at at Eve Vegas. So maybe there will be some sort of thing well, at Eve Vegas. Certainly be talked about from the center stage, right? I would totally think so. Yes. And what do you think about the uh, the the festive uh, meetup side of Eve Online? Since these things that are sponsored by CCP, do you think that those will continue as they are. Will they grow or will they shrink? Or will they happen? Uh, yeah, it, it's a good question. I mean, if if what CCP is saying they're going to be, you know, business as usual, then you know, I, we already know 2019 was supposed to have been different, anyways, as far as the you know the big meetups and everything, right? The fan mm-hmm. fests all over, and you know, really nothing up in up in Reykjavik and 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 whatnot. But uh, I, I'm going to put that in the we'll see category. Which is pretty much everything in this entire. <laughs> yeah, we're double parked in the we'll see category. Yes, Ray, I'm going to bring uh, I'm going to bring a bottle, especially for uh, for somebody from PA. <laughs> so, I mean, so long as they don't pull a Star Citizen and want us to pay twenty dollars to watch streams, I have no problem. We used to do that. Have you guys yeah. talked about the BDO angle at all? The whole uh, no, this is thing. It's it's it's. Hi, Caleb. it's it's us. definitely not. <laughs> well, the, the, if any of you guys have actually played BDO, which is uh, rather good, uh, Black uh, Desert Online. Yeah, it's 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 a fairly decent game, but they had a lot of problems with the whole publishing in uh, in the West, especially in uh, in in the US market. And then the whole thing with the publisher that took that product to the US market kept making some decisions and forcing things on the player base that just went totally awry and. If I'm not mistaken, what they've actually bought here, Perlibis, with um, with the whole CCP angle, is they've bought a perfect publisher for any products they will bring to Western markets. It's like a match made in heaven. If they want to actually push products into the European and the American market, you could not get a better publisher and co-developer than CCP because they pretty much have an experience with communication with the player base and how not to introduce things uh, in a in a very very bad and uh, controversial manner so I, th- I think that's really the main thing they've bought of course the other thing that noisy talked about is very valid but i do think that's the major thing if they want a market in the west ccb is perfect yeah and just to uh play off of that um CCP, like when they were making their announcements about uh, the, the first-person shooter in development and the and the mobile game in development, they were basically farming that out to developers, and they were going to act as the publisher. So it looks like that was CCP's trend anyway, was to, to go more into publishing and not be the developer totally. So if that's the case, then that would that, that you know that's that's where CCP was going anyway. And then again, you can always complain about CCP for extremely many things, right? And we're really good at this as, as players of EVE Online. But as a publisher and the whole uh, service towards the community, I don't think you can find anyone out there that's comparable or equally good. You can certainly find people who are much worse, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Just a little bit, maybe. <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, so again, if you uh, have been listening, we are... 
Talking about the acquisition of CCP by Pearl Abyss, the makers of Black Desert Online. And doing some speculation on you know what it could mean for the future of EVE Online and what changes, uh, good or bad, that might be coming down. I have seen a lot of... Um, this is... Uh, I have seen a lot of people... Um, we're really like throwing a lot of things out there. Like, I don't know. Uh, did, did we split split the whole uh, uh, prediction uh, Deadpool yet? No, we don't have a board for that. Oh, so there's not been any discussion on who was closest to the to the actual date of when they were going to sell. Date? No, money wise, uh, Noisy Gamer came within a hundred million, which is actually close if you compare it to other numbers. Back then, we talked about what 250, uh, 250 million euro, right? Was an, uh, an estimate based on uh, the numbers they gave. And this price is really good for CCP. It's like very good. Uh, Noisy was saying that it was uh, an interesting way into the um, Chinese market for mobile games. And that, and, and that makes so much sense in retrospect if you add the things up that uh, they get out of VR and they go into mobile games and they think it's going to be a, you know, a future. There's a future for mobile games. If they were doing all those moves to make themselves more attractive to this company that, over the last year, then all those moves really make sense towards this sale. I think there's a lot of synergies. This is just one of them, but the whole match of a very successful pub, uh, publishing uh, game developer in Korea and then CCP, it's all the best of the, of the two worlds, right? So, so there could be tons of things developing. Also, easier access to cheaper uh, coder uh, bases in uh, the East, right, for CCP to be able to come up with products and push them out faster, right? They've had a lot of problems with that in the past with developer hours being a little bit uh, strained. Well, I think that I think that's always been a thing of people working uh, on their own time to do stuff that uh, makes Eve what it is. Alliance tournament stuff comes to mind, events and so on. But I mean, if if you're looking at this from perspective of publicity, which I think we, we talked about earlier, it was this is gonna this is gonna do wonders for um, Eve advertising should they decide that they want to put some money behind what's been missing. A lot of people have complained that. Eve is such a great game, but nobody's talking about it out in the public. It's really so insular and niche. Uh, it looks like these guys uh, are good at advertising uh, to players. So maybe the maybe the population goes up in Eve Online, which I think if you look at the game itself, can sustain more people that are more spread out. Um, and I and I think that uh, one of the things that uh, one of the things that devs over time have they haven't told me, but they've indicated is that, you know, that they're trying things. And we all know because of the developments of the past, they're trying things to get new players in the game and not just the new same type of player, but new, new types of players that like doing different things. Uh, and this may be like a, a real step forward in that direction because the world exists. The world can handle more players. I think the game is always funner when there are more people in it. There's more possibility. It feels bigger. Uh, there's more little things going on all over the place, and so. Noisy, yeah. where where was it where they closed down? Uh, where they closed down some language support? Uh, was it, was that Japan or was that Korea uh, a year or so ago? Japan, right? Yeah, that was Japan. Uh, they never had the uh, support for Korea. 
And, and I'd just like to reiterate, I don't think that they're buying EVE Online as much as they're buying CCP, CCP and right. the overall brand. Uh, it, it makes no sense to buy EVE as a game. It's not big enough and being afraid of cash and grab, I, I don't see that. I, I worry about other things maybe, but as a cash and grab, no, not when it's a big Eastern thing uh, coming in. That would have been if it was a, a European or Western uh, publisher that bought it. So they they buy CCP for other parts of the company, right? Like uh, access to China's mobile. We were just saying, and uh, Western maybe, buy... maybe, but but especially as a publisher, right? I think they are trying to re- reconsolidate a lot of the CCP work, as they call it, a publishing uh, house, pretty much, right? So uh, this. But I thought the publishing eras, right? Because. He's got a, a lot more knowledge on the whole publishing uh, angle. But I think yeah. seeing this as some sort of uh, stepping stone into the uh, Western market is pretty much what they've bought. Anything else they could have bought elsewhere. Yeah, if anything, it's for the IP itself, not the game. Yeah, IP and uh, the stepping stone. That's that, That's my guess. Although, although not to shit on the game, uh, you know, it is a money-making entity. I mean, it continues to be uh, profitable. Certainly in the last few years, it's been more profitable than ever, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. And they've proven that from from the liquidity they had. This is not because it's a it's a bad business. It's just not a 425 million business. It, it, that's not the price if it's only for the EVE Online right. moneymaker, right? Then it would have been a third of that, maybe. Right. That's why I, uh, I said earlier when I said, you know, 425 million, I really want to see kind of what was on that bill of sale. Like, uh, I would love to be able to see what it was they were valuing, whatever, you know, various segments and, you know, all of that. Right. Because most of the you've got Eve Online, the the, you know, kind of money making cash cow that it is right now. Right. And. And then you really don't have anything else that's generating anything yet. They've got some projects going on out there. but And then, of course, you've got the entity CCP and the developers and the IP and, and all of that stuff, right? So And the upcoming title, right? If that upcoming title is anything more like a traditional MMO and they're going to start moving in that direction, having that whole thing with a Korean publisher or Korean developer is going to be massive because the... A game like that could really be successful in the East. CCP hates it when we talk about like the business side of CCP. You know, just yeah. just just going back over the years, right? Whenever there were whenever there were issues, you know, uh, related to their financials or the the watching of the up and down of of the number of subscribers. Back when we used to have that information, back when they were publicly disclosing information and stuff like that, right? They really hated that aspect of when players were talking about. They want players to be talking about the game and stuff. This is one of those times where I'm sorry, they just can't. Uh, yeah, they can't overlook the fact. Well, sorry guys, <laughs> you sold the whole company. We're you know, we're going to be talking about this. But isn't wouldn't you say that this is uh, maybe uh, potentially bringing in more transparency and more what I would call uh, above board business, right? Because the whole thing and the construction of uh, CCP in the past was slightly shady and a little bit obscure, and it's been going even more obscure last two or three years. Uh, I know that uh, Noisy and I have had a few discussions about this whole thing. And doing this, getting rid of that investment group that used to own it, it's going to be a positive thing. Now it's obvious who owns this. 
Well, well, not just that, but they are a public they're a public company over there. I don't know exactly, you know, how it would look, uh, you know, broken out within within Korean financials. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there may be some things that we are able to see that we haven't been able to see since 2014 or whatever it was in terms of, you know, in terms of, you know, subscribers or, or things along those lines. But yeah, and the whole ownership and who's got what stake, and well, we know a little bit now, especially because there's the sale, right? And uh, what is it? Uh, did, did anyone mention what uh, Hilmer's actually walking away with? I saw some crazy number out there. This was like seventy million or something like that. But it's I, not seventy million. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it, I think the last time I tried to figure it out, it was more like six to nine million. Yeah. Was he like around five percent, or was he ten percent? Yeah. Six percent is what I heard. No, that's that's from that number is from uh, January first, twenty seventeen. So we don't know if he gave up some stock or 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 whatever. He decreased, and that uh, new guy uh, increased and got on the uh, list. And then, of course, some of it went back to what is uh, the holding company, the Novata, is it called or something? I mean, I did. There is an element. Uh, is there some sort of thing up there for for like uh, equity held? like for employees or something like that. I mean, I, I do hope they benefit from this, you know, uh, yeah, as, there, as well. Yeah. There, there, uh, there was a stock option program. I'm not sure, uh, if they canceled it because I know that over the last year or two that the venture capitalists were buying up everything. Hmm. All right. Speculation. Uh, a couple things. One, uh, does Matani own Perlibus? <laughs> uh, yes. we don't know yet no comment did he buy it with inn's uh, massive income yeah exactly the multi-dollar he's media been, empire he's been dollar cost averaging in over the last two years yeah, right it's uh, exponentially grown uh second um we expect hilmar to stick around obviously through the transition but you think he's back in it or is this yeah, is he gonna exactly try some else uh his uh Hail Mary, right? This is how he avoided uh, getting out because uh, there was forces trying to push him to the side, as far as I know. Um, and this is actually someone that might allow him to to stay and uh, work his vision. FYI, um, Pearl Abyss stock went down uh, upon news of the acquisition, but it ended the day only down like 1%. Oh, interesting. Huh? I thought yeah. I saw a jump this morning. What the rest of the Korean market? Koreans are like, great, they just bought spreadsheets in space. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's, I it's mean, saying... Trump also made a comment about North Korea today, so you know, who knows how it's all connected. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like it, it took a dump at about 11 o'clock. Yeah, it, it might have taken a dump because people were thinking that's not really a popular or good game, and then everyone figured out that the whole spreadsheet in space, they might be actually buying some power for their financial stuff. Yeah, as you said previously, like, uh, you know, buying into the Western market. Yeah, that one. And China as well, so. Anyone uh, speculated on when we might hear some more about that secret, secret new title that CCP has been brewing? I just heard that it's an action MMO. That's uh, a new descriptor word that was used for it. You would you would think that if uh, if um, CCP and uh, um, Pearl Abyss were to collaborate in any kind of development... It would potentially be that. Yeah. As long as it's not uh, some sort of uh, battle royale thing uh, or some sort of extreme Korean grind, I think I'm going to be okay. 
Eve Battle Royale. <laughs> it'll be it'll be career battle royale grind. Now, this we can ask uh, later on when we have uh, the executive producer of Eve Online and the uh, creative director this Sunday. But the pathway has probably. I wonder how this will affect the pathway of development. Like what they they're obviously going to finish the plans they had before, but what happens after that? Oh, which side I of this mean, do you want me to take? That's speculating on speculation. <laughs> do you want to take the Reddit side? Uh, uh, yeah. what, once once the roadmap is complete, there will be no further roads driven anywhere, and they will just milk Eve Online until everybody goes, well, wait a second, you're just milking us to death. We're all leaving. Okay, the other side? Well, the other, the other side would be that CCP as an independent, wholly owned subsidiary of, you know, is going to continue to keep Eve going. I think it's going to be going to uh, Chevy thing, right? The, the, the Chevrolet, how, uh, what, what was that uh, big Eastern uh, company that bought Chevy and uh, put it on all their cars? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it That's... is, it, it's a more valid and, and more polished brand, right? CCP's whole uh, Eve Online and New Eden, that brand has so many things that you can just put that sticker on and hardly anyone is going to look too much under the hood of the actual quality. Well, maybe Eve players, but the rest of the potential market is just going to go, oh, that looks nice and shiny and what a nice backstory and uh, awesome detail. The whole uh, altered carbon uh, angle, right? They can put it on pretty much any game. I want to remind people, it's a public forum. If you want to jump in and, and say what you know, come on in to Talking Stations Discord, jump in the channel, and uh, you're free to talk. I would add to what Dirk was saying in that they continue their plans as normal. I, I'd say, best case scenario, it may be even better than business is normal. They may get some extra cash flow to get more people and do more. Yeah, well, uh, we have uh, MacJew Gaming is saying that uh, if we know stuff about the way Koreans make games, and he's saying it's a Play to win, play to play, whale hunting is the standard here in Korea. Uh, can anybody comment on the Korean style of uh, creating games? Well, just from a consumer perspective, the underlying games are usually pretty good. They, they tend to be extremely grindy, which is required for a uh, cash-grabbing model, right? The whole mm, pay-to-win attitude and that microtransaction thing usually needs some sort of grindy, grindy thing underneath it, right? But other than that, it's really high quality. It so we're going to nerf Rorquals and they'll the allow you to is... buy a higher rate of mining you know, back, right? Hey, I support that. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been the challenge with those Korean games is bring them to Western cultures and the gaming culture in the West is not the same. So it's always that translation is how do you take this really amazing Korean game and make it attractive to folks in the West? And could you think of anyone better to do that than CCP, to be honest? Well, I go back to the interesting thing that either uh, Caleb or Noisy brought up, which was that uh, they, this is more about buying the CCP company and what it can offer, uh, the Pearl Abyss, as opposed to purchasing EVE. And I wonder if that bodes well or not so well for the game. Will it get neglected or will it be seen as something that's stable and can continue to develop the way it was before? Well, they are making their development budgets. I mean, they're and they have 40 million in the bank. So it's not Eve is not doing bad at all. Yeah. Well, if they're if they're going in, if part of the reason that 
Pearl Abyss is going into is buying CCP is because of the upcoming mobile game in the China market, then it, Pearl Abyss was probably going to want Eve Online to have a great IP, have a great reputation, and everything like that. So it, it would probably and it'd probably be in their best interest to 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 make it better and and then that way. Eve Online could, you know, the the mobile game could be a gateway drug, and then if people in China get tired of the um, get get tired of the mobile game, then they can say, well, well, I can go and play it on PC, and then the numbers in Serenity will get higher. I just think that the important thing is to compare how CCP publishes compared to how, for example, uh, BDO was published uh, in the West. If CCP had done that for uh, the company it would have uh, not had all those problems and it might actually have been a bigger success financially and if that's what they're buying it's definitely a good buy and i'm seeing on screen that there uh a reference to uh some of the conflict between south korea and china yeah it, it was essentially um you know china but uh, it was the it was the idea it was the little story about the how uh China banned uh, South Korea games over the fact that uh, South Korea um, apparently adopted the U.S. missile defense system. So I think that's what it, what it, what it was about. And I was just referencing the uh, the fact that uh, you know South Korea uh, games companies can't actually license their game in China, and so this is obviously a workaround. That, that makes so much sense. Uh, I think. And then and then if we're going to go geopolitical like that. Uh, China has been sucking up to the Icelandic government because of all the uh, resources in the Atlantic, uh, in, in, in around the uh, the North Pole, and there's going to be a race for resources up there because global warming and everything. So, yeah, so it it also makes sense for uh, them to get the Icelandic uh, company because China wants to get in good with the Icelandic government. Uh, I I also found a uh, an article about the uh, the gate uh, about um, uh, games being a gateway to international markets for uh, South Korea as well. I could kind of put that up on screen if needs be. Oh, and if you're already digging into that one, McLeod, you do know that gaming companies in general also have this uh, pseudo banking function internationally. So it's also a way to move big amounts of money around. I did not know that. Aha! More tinfoil. <laughs> uh, that, that one is fairly well known and, and anyone that's been doing this whole meta-analysis stuff about ccp we've all talked about russia and stuff in the past so it's not it's old news yeah i, I well that's one of the reasons why um you know some of the things from daybreak games kind of uh, uh failed pretty badly because it's like a lot of investors, uh, there's a fair amount of it, like western investment firms that are tied back through subsidiaries and through shell companies back to uh, essentially Russian uh, Russian investment. Yeah, with a grain of salt and a, a huge mm. tinfoil hat, it's taken over from traditional whitewashing, um, and it's a lot easier doing it this pseudo-legit way. That's the reason why, you know, they uh, why uh, Daybreak Games had a whole bunch of layoffs um, uh, was basically because of the... Uh, the political situation in the US where uh, I think there was, I can't remember precisely, but it was something to do with the fact that they, uh, uh, there was a lot of, uh, not taxing, but um, the 
the hell is it called? Um, Sounds like. Uh, yeah, basically, just like, just basically, uh, uh, like a different form. Sanctions. Of different, I think you're. San- that is exactly it. Like they they started sanctioning, uh, like uh, Russian Russian involved, like uh, basically any company that was involved in Russian uh, financials. In yeah, the US. Ba- and and basically, like for Daybreak Games, the uh, guy uh, who was um, who owned Daybreak or owned the company that owns Daybreak, he's a Russian aluminum magnate. And so it was like, well, we're going to sanction all of Putin's friends and you're a friend of Putin's. And so we're going to like slap some sanctions on you. And I don't know exactly how they got around that. I think the guy may have had to sell some of his, uh, his uh, stuff. He was, he was doing a a personal refi uh, refinancing anyway. So he may have just like given it to to a U.S. citizen or something. There is something so ironic about the whole aluminum uh, money thing in Eve. Just so ironic. Yeah, and I kind of suspect that there's another player in the whole Trump saga who's also an aluminum magnate, and he may be the guy that was buying up that was that was buying Titan fleets for uh, the for the Russians in game back in like 2007 2008. It'd be so funny if that could actually be confirmed in full circle. <laughs> aluminum magnet, free tinfoil, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. I'll just literally throw up this uh, this uh, article on GameIndustry.biz about the whole uh, international markets thing very quickly. So we're not doing the Breibart uh, connection yet? I was trying to find the yeah. Breibart thing. The fact that Breibart made his money initially on uh, on the whole uh, gold selling? It wasn't Breitbart. It was Bannon. Breitbart yeah. is a, was an actual person, but it, Steve Bannon... Uh, when he left Goldman Sachs, he and went on on his own. He got involved with a a uh, gold selling company that basically that did a lot of wow. But he was also involved with selling uh, Evisk. I'm looking, oh wow! I'm looking. I'm looking at a tweet out here. Somebody posted this thing from the uh, from the Black Desert Online uh, subreddit or whatever. It says, "Hi, I'm from R. Eve. How fucked are we? Proper fucked. <laughs> You're already fucked." <laughs> <laughs> are, they tra- are they trying to make friends uh, who knows yeah, uh, we have to comment on Graf's tweet he basically said no, we, don't. we don't have to, we don't have to no? comment on every I mean you can I mean you know he's a big player it's a, it's a very knee jerk reaction I think he's probably going right. to like look back at that and kind of go well, what was I thinking at the time at least either that or he'll be like going you guys you know Thought I was mad about it, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I don't know. It's all speculation, right? Well, I mean, yeah, he just said, you know, LOL, so long Eve not playing for some company who gates everything behind pay-to-win bullshit after 12 years in a game was a good run. Hilmar uh, had to get Hilmar had to get greedy sometime. <laughs> I mean, my reply to him was, that's a little, uh, you know, that's a little uh, kind of uh, rush to judgment, no? <laughs> it's a first reaction. There's a lot of stars. It is. You know, it, you know, and again, it goes back. It just goes back to the whole thing of looking over there and trying to say what exists over there is somehow going to. It, it it's very, it's very reminiscent. Um, it, well, what's really kind of funny, right, is that there was all that talk. Remember when Sean Decker 
you know, came in yeah. from EA and, mm -hmm. oh my God, oh my God, we're going to turn into EA and all this, you know, all this kind of yeah. stuff. And he, you know, and he caught a lot of, you know, kind of shit over the years because of course, you know, uh, monetization was coming on more, uh, you know, during, during his time there, of course, you know, that also included a massive ramp up in, in skins and things like that. Um, I don't know. Well, and, and the argument is, or at least mine, is that it's the exact opposites that are bound to happen, right? It's, it's going to be uh, the, the BDO people are interested in getting more money by reducing the whole pay-to-win model and figuring out how to do that in a, in a way that works with the, the player base without scaring them out, right? And, and this is pretty much what CCP has been doing for the last 15 years, slowly ramping up that whole model, maybe sometimes to their own detriment, right? And uh, this is where we really need Carneros. Well, Carneros was on earlier. He said he didn't want to say anything publicly. <laughs> QED. <laughs> but he was very, very, very out of character, uh, stern is the right word to say, about don't panic. This is change that happens all the time. This industry is exactly like this. It's no, it's no different uh, than if it didn't happen. Because... You have um, Eve of today being very, very different from Eve of yesterday, and it's it's going to you know change is just inevitable because people are trying to figure out always how to improve uh, you know the how to improve the machine. And if you're killing it, if you're killing it by putting too much of stuff that people reject and hate, then you're not doing a good job. So they will not do the pay to win for everything and that sort of stuff. There would be a huge mistake because there's so many actual good reasons to buy CCP. They do have a nice track record. They they do have some extremely novel and innovative uh, uh, launches of things. Right? We're not just talking about the VR. We're also looking at things like the whole Plex model and and all of that. They're very innovative, and buying them as brain power alone would make them worth a, quite a lot of that money. Right? So I, I don't see this as changing much. And I think if we cue the music, I'm pretty sure that Dirk would uh, sing uh, It's Been a Long Time Coming. <laughs> because this is something that we've been talking about for so many years. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And now it happened. And it's actually in a better model than anything I was fearing. Yeah, really? So you like this. I mean, you're, you're happy with it. Well, I, I could see a lot of scenarios that would have been so much worse, right? An EA sale would have been horrible. Something oh, like uh, an actual Tencent uh, buyout would have been scary as f, right? So, <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. but we could have gotten we, yeah. we, we could have gotten uh, Sesame credit then. <laughs> uh, just reading about just reading up about that is just like that. Just that's scary. That's super scary. I think I think McCloud said one uh, on uh, on push to talk when when he mentioned something about I think it was Amazon. And the fact that we converted all the Plex thing to Bezos, I was like, no, please, no. You know, uh, people said that it's nicer to live in Korea than it is Iceland. But uh, in reality, nobody's moving anywhere. Uh, I think the England stays where it is, England offices. Iceland stays where it is, and Singapore as well. Uh, this is in a different article. Yeah, if, you, if you've if you been part of, uh, you know, uh, CCP Reykjavik for you know, a long period of time, you like Iceland. Like, there, there's no sort of two ways about it. Like, you know, you have, like, there has to be some serious, serious incentives for you to be staying in Iceland to work compared to, you know, other areas and other kind of 
job opportunities. Well, you don't know. You don't know what CCP Inchon might look like. True. Hello. Hello. Zanaria's here. Hey, Zanaria. Hey, if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to just uh, give my quick take on events. Yeah, go ahead. So I know a lot of people right now are pulling their hair out or freaking out or screaming about the end times being upon us. And while that might be a normal response, I don't think it's a healthy response because if I understand the trade correctly, CCP is going to share their expertise with uh, this Pearl Abyss company that makes BDO. And Pearl Abyss is really good at making a high-end, graphically intense 64-bit client that is very stable. And a 64-bit client that is very stable and can handle a lot of graphics is something that CCP Games really needs right now, that and good servers. So I think everyone that is pulling their hair out and freaking out should just take a breather and realize that this was not a decision made on a whim. Hilmar didn't wake up one morning and uh, snort some coke and decide that this was the the best decision. It was something that was in the works for a while. And I'm just asking everyone to be really patient. You know, do you know uh, for a fact it was in the works for a while? Because I think that's right. I do. I, I do. I knew, I don't know how long it was in the works, but I knew that this was happening at the most recent FanFest. I had several people, both CCP and people not affiliated with CCP, as well as people that were basically vendors that worked with CCP, approach me uh, individually and sit down and basically talk with me about their concerns. And it wasn't clear at that time what company it was going to be the one like it wasn't clear then that it was going to be Pearl Abyss, but there was definitely a uh, there was a narrative there. Let's put it that way. I can what, confirm it, that. There was, the, there, was def- there was definitely talking about something was about to change. So I can confirm what Sinuia said. Hmm. Yeah, and it's, it certainly lines up that way, doesn't it? With um... well, uh, that that CCP was going to be sold. Uh, that CCP was on the uh, you know was being shopped around. Yeah, they were shopping oh, yeah. without a doubt. Yes, the 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 part that, oh, was, that was not decided yet was how they were going to maneuver uh, it financially and how the the specifics of a deal with any given company would assist or work against that. And CCP has demonstrated in their lifetime that they are very uh, adroit and acrobatic in their ability to uh, tighten their belt and be financially magical, uh, for better or worse. So they probably put a lot of thought into how much money is this going to cost us long-term, short-term? How can we balance that with what the other party and the agreement wants? It wasn't, it wasn't a whim, guys. It wasn't like, oh, let's just do this because we're giving up. Nobody at CCP right now is giving up or has given up on you, the player base. That's not what's happening. Can you just say that CCP is good at gaming austerity? I'm, I'm saying that compared to a lot of game companies that we've seen come and go over our lifetime, CCP, love them or hate them, they are really good at threading a needle and, and, and dancing a tightrope when it comes to their internal finances, right? They're, they're better, than that, better at that than many other game companies out there. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, they're, they're good at walking that tightrope because, you know, there has been multiple, you know, large, not like sort of, 
you know, MMOs that have been created and have died in the time frame that CCP has been alive. You know, C uh, sorry, yeah, CCP and Evil Online has been alive, and you know, it's not like Evil Online was a massive hit and then sort of faded faded to obscurity. It's been quietly burning for a long period of time, and CCP have been instrumental in making sure that that has you know been the case. Yeah, CCP living the whole evolve or die, right? I think the best analogy for people that don't really understand IRL corporations and all that is, is this CCP games and the Eve intellectual property is like the fires burning beneath Centralia. It's like the coal fires of Silent Hill. It's been burning for a long time. A lot of people don't know about it. It's not a very like noticeable thing, but it's there. And I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. And I certainly don't think that Eve is going to cease to exist simply because of this uh, change of hands and this change of hats here. Hmm. Uh, reminder, once again, uh, check out the Meta Show this weekend. Check out uh, all the talk shows from Open Comms to Talking in Stations. Uh, Talking in Stations. We'll have the executive producer on Talking in Stations, the executive producer of Eve Online, along with the creative director, the new ones. Uh, push to talk talks about um well you guys talk about video games in general right uh yeah we've kind of divulged a bit more over the past few weeks into eve online to be honest but we do talk about other games as well but i imagine this will be a topic of conversation on there as well i think yeah. Eric is gonna do something about the the whole mergers and acquisition angle because he's pretty well versed in that from real life yeah he's a financial uh, he works in financial stuff too so check out, check out Open Comms on Friday night and then Saturday push to talk in the meta show and then on Sunday have talking in stations. And right after that is the Insider, which also covers video games. So all weekend long, we'll be covering this acquisition. And although there is not much to say that's not public, there will be uh, Ask Me Anything that's done on Reddit tomorrow. And we'll cover some of the answers that came out of there as well as Ask um ccp some questions on talking in stations and the uh, ccp ccps that we'll have on talking stations is ccp manbjorn uh the new uh executive producer and ccp burger who has now uh been promoted to creative director i believe right yep so check that out definitely right now we're working on getting some csm members in here they're finishing up their summit day uh, i don't know if it's the last day of the summit do you guys know Yes, it is right. So they're they're wrapping up the entire summit in just a few minutes. Uh, I will try to get a couple of them in here before they go out and party. Hilmar's going to take them out to like bathe in champagne or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, programming note on push to talk or a question about it: Is Eric going to be converting the sale price to delve time units? <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. Uh, I'll, I'll ask him. I'll ask him to do that. That'd be hilarious. Derek McGurk, your feelings on this? You're neutral, right? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much wait and see. It's like you know, um, it, it. It's really kind of funny because like the same people, a lot of the same people, a bunch of the same people, you know, who will shit talk CCP. You know, uh, like like just immediately went and it's like, oh my god, you know, it's it's going to be so bad because look how bad this company is over there. And it's like, oh my god, you know, you were shit talking this. I, I'm just on a wait and see approach. Let's let's 
let's literally measure the quality of EVE Online based on the quality of EVE Online and not try and ascribe um, what it's going to become because of this acquisition, either good or bad. Let's EVE Online is the same game today that it was yesterday. It'll be the same game tomorrow. And you know, we'll see where it goes in its natural progression. And if you know, and if along the course of that we find reason to, you know, somehow cast blame upon um, Eve not being the game that you wanted it to be because of this acquisition, as opposed to what you would have said last week, which was I don't know because of Fozzy or because of you know name a dev or because CCP is bad or you know whatever it is. Let's just you know, let's just sort of kind of move along and keep playing and when something happens then we can really think about it i i agree with that i think it's funny that in the context of inside the game client when one alliance uh, rebrands or changes their name or a bunch of corpse leave one alliance and join another we're like oh it's the same people nothing new here but when it happens in the real world uh, in an arguably very amicable and and uh neatly structured way we we tend to see it differently yeah i mean you know one of the things that i don't think has come up enough here uh you know get, you know given the fact that last october we had a bunch of layoffs and things like that for now it looks as though ccp is going intact it doesn't look as though there's going to be layoffs or anything like that who knows what the future brings with any company or anything like that right i mean but you know luckily for those people that the community have gotten to know and the employees of ccp in iceland which is a you know which is a sizable employer up in iceland um uh, all that's good too well the layoffs happened like under the radar right I, no, I they they were pretty they were pretty well spread around. I thought they were detected, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But compared to the compared to this sale, right? Compared to the sale, it's so far in the yeah. past that it's not really something that people talk about or mention as much as if it had been like buy this and then cut off all these uh, positions. This way, it was a slow transition. It's also why I was uh, uh, saying that I, I agree with Sanuria that this has been in the work for quite a while. This is like a preparation for a sale and it makes perfect sense in hindsight. Yeah. And it's also when, when a company lays off a bunch of people, many of them, which they were planning to do at some point anyway, but needed, you know, uh, a batch operation. Uh, they're not going to tweet about it and say, Hey guys, by the way, we just fired all these people. But when a company sells assets or sells their, uh, their property to another company, that is something that gets a lot of uh, fanfare and press. So I think it's easier for people to zoom in on this than it is to zoom in on the fact that this isn't caprice, this isn't frivolous, this has been in the works for a very long time. Okay. Instead of hatchet jobs, we had this slow walking the plank, right? Well, what I'm, I guess the point I was making was this could have been an acquisition, you know, with you know, uh, I don't know, a 30% cut in, you know, cut in back office jobs or something like that, where only the development team kind of, you know, went along, right? I mean, it, it very easily got. could have been that. That's exactly what we got. If you look back six months, that's exactly what, what we've had, right? We've had almost 20% layoffs, right? Well, okay, so basically the layoffs before were to increase the profitability uh, for the sale to make it more attractive. Um if there's going to be if there's going to be more layoffs, it's not going to happen until probably six months after uh, October 12th. So you're not going to see 
any layoffs till probably second quarter of 2019. As of right if now, it happens, done, if right? it happens, if it happens, as of right now, no layoffs have been announced. Plus one right. for CCP, or plus one well, for the employees. Of with, a, with the layoffs, I think yeah. they're rehiring, right? If if I'm not mistaken, well, if you they, look at the the, the roca- uh, rotations they've made uh, with the the new uh, positions, and many of them are actually Icelandic, right? There's definitely been a a whole shifting of uh, of employees, and they've gotten rid of the ones that would make yeah. them look more uh, profitable. Yeah, I'm I'm using the word if a lot because we don't know. Um, we don't know what uh, Prolibus's plans really are. So I'm I'm using that word if because I have no clue and I, I but I I don't see anybody getting laid off for the rest of the year. I mean that that's an educated guess, but I'm I, everybody's going to be ha- have a job for Christmas at least. I so in the press a... release, they mentioned that um, investors will get more money if CCP hits its financial targets. How common is that in the sale of one company to another that the investors agree on that, or the prior investors? I, I think it's I think it's kind of a matter of of <clears throat> they don't want to buy something that then falls apart the day after, so they put in they put in economic incentives, you know, so that it's like a lemon law, basically. Kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean. It's the same with the price not being the exact price unless certain targets are actually hit uh, because there's all these things in the contract of the sale and things like uh, the carrot and the stick is always uh, going to be present in something like that. Yeah, it's mostly uh, a formality and an incentive. But I have, I, have a th- I have a theory and this isn't like this isn't gospel. This is just my speculation. I think that what Pearl Abyss wants under the, the the phrase of expertise from CCP is a way to uh, unbreak their in-game economy in their main product, Black Desert Online. Because if there's one thing that CCP and EVE do unique from any other MMO, it's their living, breathing economy. So if I'm somebody from Pearl Abyss and I'm looking at my product and I'm seeing that people are complaining about this aspect of it, and I see this other company, I say, well, these guys can fix this problem and then we can scratch each other's backs. That's what I think this is, this is going to be, is they're going to they're gonna share talent, basically. The, the thing is, though, I don't think that CCP could come in and unfuck uh, BDO's economy because there's South Korean law that, that came in and affected BDO. And you can it you cannot trade items between players, and in order to get that economy unfucked, you're going to probably have to do that, and that's not an option for BDO because of South Korean law. I disagree that you need to allow player to player trading in order to fix things. I think that what CCP could do is they could fine tune the uh, the market, the auction, whatever you want to call the mechanic in BDO, so that instead of a fixed pricing structure, there's something that uh, sees and saws and weaves more realistically to the uh, the amount of items available in the market and other factors. I don't think you need to break any laws to at least improve the conditions that they have right now. And my point is, is that CCP would be uniquely equipped both technologically and skill-wise and psychologically to, to, to make that system work better. I don't know because CCP basically has about the economy basically said players take over. Yeah, but they've also kept a very close eye on any kind of exploits or anything that would unfairly 
manipulate or 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 break that like when the loyalty point and this is this is i'm dating myself here but when the loyalty points thing from faction warfare or the or the ram exploit happened these were all things that despite being actual exploits and reason enough to fix them they were also negatively impacting the game's economy and ccp took note of that through the apparatus of the economy and was able to resolve it very quickly i'm just going to say that Maybe this is wishful thinking, but I don't think that Pearl Abyss is going to be rating CCP for developers to go work on BDO. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that they're 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 trying to like poach each other. I'm saying that there's going to be communication, as indicated in the article, um, and that communication is good for both sides. I'm hoping, best case scenario, that it's going to be a symbiotic relationship wherein Pearl Abyss says, hey, how do I economy, how do I player psychology with numbers? And then CCP can say, hey, Pearl Abyss, how do I 64-bit client with really pretty graphics without blowing up? And then they can both, you know, trade cakes and eat them. That's what I hope happens. It's a really simplified way of saying it, though, but that's, that's basically my understanding of why they're doing this. I could be totally wrong, but that's what makes the most sense to me. Mm. hopefully that is the transaction that occurs between the two not some other kind of you know one to detriment both sides and that's because because to be honest that's the that's the uh that's the fear-mongering that's occurring on reddit right now is the the transaction uh of the very negative aspects of both parties well that's reddit and yeah especially our eve doesn't really uh pay attention when it counts in my opinion because if they realize the irony of a game company that makes a game where people regularly conduct the biggest scams in the history of gaming to think that that company would be suckered by another company to double their isk i think that's kind of uh it's kind of silly no just a bit eve players and their community are widely known for their 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 social psychological savvy especially within the context of financial and social scams so i i I don't believe that ccp is being taken advantage of i don't believe that no and and i think that uh you know ccp being you know a company that's been around and you know keeping this uh this game afloat for you know 13 years um would know a scam when they see one yeah and this isn't the first company that they've looked at right like they've been looking at companies for a very long time so i i say again this is not an accident this is this is carefully thought out uh who was it that brought up the point that uh they may be looking at ccp for guidance as to how to build loyalty with long long long-term fans Right. It's in the press release. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Right. Yeah, Yeah, similar things happening with another company, um, Athlon Games. They're leveraging a Western company that has done well for a number of years, trying to figure out what their secret sauce is. How do you retain players for a number of years and have them keep coming back to your game? MMOs usually are not like that. You get a surge of players, and then they all leave for the next biggest thing. That is true. Player meets. Like the... the, um, the players, yeah. players that can the, get drunk together stay together yeah that's right they want the over 21 crowd in the u.s <laughs> well i don't think a, a player meetup would have saved games like ion right i don't know 
depends on the cause. That game is still going pretty good. Yeah, that's true. I think that uh, to use your secret sauce analogy, I think that like uh, like like I've been saying, the best case scenario is CCP and Pearl Abyss just want to shoot rope after rope of secret sauce at each other and exchange that uh, technological and expertise DNA until they create something together that's very beautiful and serene. And likewise, CCP, I think, has struggled getting new players into EVE. I think they're just not good at marketing, whereas... Well, and Pearl Abyss is better at that, getting new players into BDO. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the whole Skinner Box thing, right? It seems as if CCP has been really bad at hitting that Skinner Box uh, way of uh, creating games. But on the other side, they've had this cult following since like 2002, right? When the, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the, the NSA thing where it, it says in EVE, like where you mined and for how long. They showed it at FanFest. When that comes into the game, which its name is escaping me, that's going to help with the Skinner box, right? It's going to help you show uh, permanence of your actions, even outside the context of some PC gamer or Kotaku article. And it's going to help you basically... Uh, it's going to help the end user exert more executive function and it's going to induce a flow state easier. So that's going to help with player retention and bringing in new players. But I'm hoping that they iterate on that beyond what they showed us because there's potential there to create something that actually feels good, right? Not just is good. I think that ties into the whole thing with the ecosystem of, uh, of player type, right? Something that CCP has been pretty good at actually analyzing over the years. And many games fail at this because they don't see how... Uh, they focus so much on the money and they don't understand that if they lose all the other types of followings, whether it's people like cosplayers or uh, extremely dedicated uh, old school players, if they lose all of that in their whole player ecosystem, the game is eventually going to die. Whereas CCP seems to have nurtured, well, all of us, not cases, since day one, and they've not really lost the core composition of the player base. Well, the Pearl Abyss CEO had specifically said about the fact that CCP, you know, is uh, extremely knowledgeable and have uh, uh, done an incredible job of engaging and maintaining their player base. Like, Let me ask uh, you a question on to that. A degree, so. Did CCP do that or did we do that? <laughs> Both. I mean, I, 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 I think you're you a serious question. Example, Derek. Well, hold on. I, I, I think I'm it's asking a, it a serious question because because when you go back to when you go back, you know, several years ago, right? When when like there was a there was a cry that CCP wasn't wasn't very good at communication and and stuff stuff like that, right? Um, the you know, the idea of the Eve community, right? The Eve community, I think, I, I don't know that it grew because of CCP as much as CCP saw that the EVE community kind of formed itself and existed and then engaged it. Well, they, I think CCP realized... Exactly and certainly engaged the thing it is, better over the thing time. Is, the thing is, I think CCP realized that permanence, you know, of, of items and of, you know, stuff in a persistent online world, you know, will develop people to actually give a shit about the game. And when they give a shit about the game, they will, you know, they will talk, you know, basically tell you where you're going wrong uh, in order to basically correct, you know, to correct your approach. Um, and that as a feedback mechanic for CCP developing EVE Online has been absolutely critical in making sure that they 
you know, basically sidestep fucking pitfalls and this, that, and the other that generally have eaten up other games companies and other MMOs. So I, I think it's partially what we do is partially a product of CCP's design from the onset. Oh, and um, we have to remember that there's like a pre and post monocle game, right? CCP pre and, and CCP post. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's one yeah. of the things that no company out there has ever survived a perfect storm like that. So just in that, they have a lot of experience. Well, they survived in no small part because when people raised a shit fit about something and had legitimate cause to do so, they said, "Our bad." They they the capitulated. Right, right? The, the the player base saved CCP. In that instance, it w- I don't want to give 100% credit to either side no. of the equation, but in that instance, it was very clear that the willingness to say we fucked up was something that as a company saved them from total annihilation. A lot of other companies never do that. A lot of other companies don't even talk that regularly with their user base uh, without using some kind of facsimile or uh, obtuse like form system or something right like Which ccp is, is on twitter and all that and that's why the whole incestuous relationship with the player base right whether you're talking about things like uh, the csm or uh, the the player gatherings right the fact that uh, so many players got hired by ccp so there was this interdependency so the player base pretty much saved ccp because they were mutually invested in each other right yeah i think that's... that 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 that's you you hit the nail on the head that the symbiosis the mutual assured destruction or mutually assured ascension is is essential to this this system we have here and i, I did that that Make sure oh. to Sorry. clean up the language guys thanks but yeah it, it's it's i think it's that that pearl uh, abyss wants to tap into i think it's it's that that they kind of they recognize they want to see if they can scale that and if they can mm-hmm. they do have a good money maker right yeah, well, you know they've shown they've they've shown from their previous uh, from their previous titles that uh, you know they can make money out of the player base, you know, um, but they need to they need to now learn from CCP that they can make more money in the long term by scaling back the uh, the, the 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 sheer volume or the sheer sort of like the scale of uh, you know their money making process in BDO. So that it's so that they retain people, so that they retain their player base, and so that they can grow their player base, rather than just basically trying to cash out from their player base. If you know what I mean? Because that's 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 the thing that everyone's you know everyone who you know has played or anyone anyone who uh, you know knows anything about uh, BDO is you know talking about is basically like oh yeah you know um, PA basically completely shuts everything. Uh, behind pay to win wars etc etc well you know that's that's all fair and well for like a you know making something and then capitalizing on the uh the the existing player base but eventually that player base will get sick of you know pay to win wars and that kind of thing can i jump in here i just started Mm -hmm. looking at reddit a few minutes ago at some of the stuff holy crap there's a lot of disinformation out there isn't there yeah Yeah. yep disinformation on reddit it's like they're getting it all you said reddit and disinformation that's the same thing they're getting it all wrong they're just getting it all wrong and i think that having guys in here talk about it and exchange ideas is such 
uh, an upgrade to getting information than reading that because just the things about, uh, you know, this being more of a purchase about CCP and the things that CCP offers as opposed to EVE Online makes a lot more sense. The alignment of the past year of uh, getting rid of VR, maybe having layoffs and definitely uh, jumping into a hiring mode. All that stuff just lines up really well with the sale. Oh, actually, and getting into mobile market in China, uh, which Korea is locked out of. I mean, all that makes so much sense going into this sale, and all that was brought up here. Um, and, and then uh, just uh, I, there's a ton of like stuff that we've talked about in the last hour and a half or so that it lends so much more light to the topic. Than, uh, than Reddit basically saying, oh, you're going to be microtransacted well, to death. When you don't immediately approach it from, from the most negative aspect possible, you can kind of get that. Hey, I, I think that I think I'm really hoping that this one post on Reddit is true about them going to release the Hello Kitty Kestrel. Oh, no. That won't <laughs> happen. And that would be more a, a Toffee Friends would be, thing. Toffee Friends would be spinning right now. That was the case. Well, we, we can't talk about this with, without having Rain and Jintan in here because they, they yeah, need to yeah. be, it needs to be Jintan, Rain, and, and Sonoria talking about these topics. But you got. Yeah. But on Sunday, matter all, you got to ask if we're now that the, we have the uh, the purchase the, the sale, if we're going to be allowed to have more pink in game. I'm going to say right now unequivocally yes. I'm willing to to without knowing all the information say that there is a almost 99% chance that there will be more vibrancy and color because CCP has made a grotesque amount of money on vanity items, C skins alone that they don't even need a subscription model. Like it's crazy. See, I'm, Do we I'm know fairly the attitudes of the new art director. Yeah. Do you know anything about him? Um, the new one? How new? Because it seems like they've they've had a few over the years. Which one are we talking about? He's creative director. Burger. Burger. Burger yeah. isn't He's the creative. art director. He's the creative. And Burger is cool. I like him. And and Mandjorn used to be the art director on Lazy Town. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover right. between Lazy Town and CCP games. That's one of the things I was talking to Aaron about. It's kind of it's kind of surreal. So uh, CSM just finished, so we'll see if we can grab a couple CSM guys. But you know, you, you know, matter you kind of along the lines of what you're saying there, you know, before about you know, kind of like trying to find some more positive things in this, right? Uh, and I forget who it was out there, so. Sorry, I'm not going to remember your name, but yeah, you know, he was like, you know, thank you for thank you for making me feel you know better about this thing. Look, just because we're not coming down on the side of you know, oh my god, this guy is falling, chicken little type shit. Um, it's also not to blow smoke up your ass either. It, you know, it, let's not come out of it and sit there and go, oh, Hilmar said it's going to be fine. That means it's going to be fine. I really feel it's going to be fine. Who knows? Yeah, but, uh, but but the whole point of I guess what we're trying to say is at least give it the opportunity to give it a fair shake and see what happens because the deal is done. This is going to happen. And now let's see what it actually means as it plays out the way that we always have with Eve. We don't sit there and speculate about what they might do until they announce something or do it. So we have Ashtarothy with us and Ray Zorian. Oh boy. And Killer. Killer. Oh, oh, wow. Killer here. Good. So Killer's the first one to jump in. He's like, I'm going to get it all out. Where's Killaby? There he is. Hold on. Okay, you guys should all check out Rizorian's, uh pictures. They're amazing, by the way. 
We've unmuted uh, Killer B. So, hey, how's what's it, up? How's it going? Hello. How was the uh, summit? Yeah, last I wrapped up. Uh, we just had the last meeting. It was good. A very good summit. You I mean, I don't have much to work with. I've not not, not had other summits, but the the veterans like Aerith and and Sword and uh, other people that have been on the CSM for more than one year have all told me that it was a a good summit. So I'll take their word. Yeah, cool. So uh, how did you guys hear the news that CCP was being sold? Uh, just like everybody else on Reddit uh, or like in, in the internet when they posted it. Um, we were breakfast. We were having breakfast this morning. We were just sitting in the hotel breakfast area, whatever. And uh, it, it was posted around the time. And uh, we all just kind of opened Reddit and read it and like Check had these. a look at it. And, <laughs> you know, we were all pretty excited because we knew what this day was going to turn into. Um, I, I've personally, I have a lot of experience with Perlibus as well because I have played BDO quite intensely in the past. So I, I do know like what, at least what BDO is and I can sort of have some reference on how they operated BDO in the last couple of years and what they've done to it or with it. Um so I, I I was uh, very surprised it was Pearl Abyss. I there was a like the rumor that CCP was going to get sold wasn't has been in the room for a long long time right for the last two years pretty much there was rumors of CCP trying to sell and who is it going to be people were like oh my god if it's EA it's going to go all the shit uh, I think no matter who like no matter who they would have like no matter who they sold to it would have been almost the same reaction for for any other company out there at least that i know right ea obviously would have been a huge shit storm i think ubisoft uh none of these i don't think cared but uh you know um i don't think it really did, didn't really matter which company it was but i really i was really surprised it was pelibus and yeah i mean i was really excited when i read it because and most of the csm was because we we're like oh man this is going to be a great day on on Reddit and on Twitter uh, that we can, you know, spend some time in the boring sessions. There's always a couple of sessions that some of the members don't care about because obviously if there's like a session on the new player experience, it's going to be other people a lot more involved in a discussion than, for example, me. Uh, so I, I at least had something to read while uh, while a session like that was going on. I could, you know, I could go onto Reddit or Twitter and just read all the all the tears, all the drama. It's always really fun. That is absolutely crazy. So yeah, I, I would have thought, uh, you know, being in the CSM that you guys would have had heads up on that, um, at least a little no. bit. No, that would have been a disastrous. decision. Yeah, yeah there's no bad. reason why the CSM would be given a heads up on that. Exactly. Like, it could actually theoretically be illegal. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm surprised that the employees even had a heads up on it. Uh, so there's going to be a Q&A tomorrow, of course, or an AMA with, with Falcon and Paul, and they're going to be able to answer... Uh, a bunch of questions that I cannot answer, um, but there were, I think, Brisk said it earlier already. There were uh, generally there was not a lot of heads up for uh, anyone because of some insider trading laws that are involved. Uh, so yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, so there was not a lot of heads up given to anyone really. To the people, one of the things I find funny is a lot of people are saying that oh no, pay to win's going to come to Eve. I, I want to point out that pay to win has literally existed in Eve since I've started playing. Like I keep seeing this argument come up over and over again, but pay to win is a hundred percent been in Eve for as long as I can remember. 
to me, to me, it comes down to what, how do you define pay to win, right? Like, how do you, what, what is pay to win to you, right? Because there's people that would consider, uh, skill injectors pay to win. There's people that would consider the ability to buy in-game currency, some kind of pay to win, because, you know, technically you can just go there, dump a thousand bucks into or more into plaques and then buy yourself skill injectors, buy yourself a Titan. And you would basically leap forward to something that, you know, somebody wouldn't want to spend the money on the game, uh, would have to train for for months or even years. But that's pay so for I, advancement. That's not yeah. pay to win. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. Pay to win has that's a... That's what I'm saying. That's how you define it. For some people, yeah. that already is pay to win. Uh, I would agree with you. I think it's pay for advancement or whatever you want to call it. And then there's, you know, there's cosmetics that you don't care about at all. Or at least I don't. For, for all I care, there could be infinite amounts of cosmetics because they have no effect on the gameplay. Yeah, but we've we've seen what affects you know someone coming into the game who does not even know much about the game just coming in dumping a ton of money buying a what seems to be the you know the most overpowered uh ship in the game filling it full of purple items thinking that they were that they were going to basically own face and then realizing that uh that doesn't work in eve right and that's <laughs> yes. the biggest difference that's the biggest difference is the that biggest difference you can be punished for it right so it's it's pay to lose more expensive stuff, right? If yes. you didn't lose your stuff, then it would be literally pay to win because you're, the advancement is is winning in that point. But because you can lose that advancement um, through the, through somebody blowing you up, then it's not quite the same. It's just pay to lose more expensive stuff. Uh, in terms of what my initial feelings were when we got the news, and obviously we had a uh, we had a meeting with Hilma in the morning uh, where he told us a lot about it. And uh, I'm not a, I'm not a very professional businessman or anything, you know. I've just finished university, and uh, you know. But there, there were some very professional businessmen in the room, like Aerith, for example, who obviously is a very uh, smart guy when it comes to that. And he asked a couple of questions, and after he, the questions were answered, he seemed satisfied. He didn't seem worried at all. In fact, he told me, "You know, I'm not worried about it." And I think it's it's hard to speculate on how the game is going to turn. I fully, like I said, I've played BDO. I've I've I know what they've done with to BDO, and especially a couple of weeks ago, they patched in some really stupid shit. But uh, at the end of the day, only time can tell. You can either be optimistic about it, or you can be pessimistic about it. You can either say, okay, let's just see what happens. Let you know, let time tell. Maybe um, they will. You know, maybe they will. Uh, do some good to the game who knows or you can be super pessimistic and just be like oh my god it's it's all over now eve's gonna turn hardcore pay to win one way or the uh or the other i think what what elise uh said on twitter uh elise tweeted something he said um you know if a company is willing to invest 400 million dollars into something they're usually not gonna run it into the ground on day one and that might be a very optimistic point of view um I'm sure lots of people on Reddit and on Twitch or whatever will, will will say that, but that's my personal thing as well. Like I, I'm not putting my head into the sand. I'm just gonna see and watch what happens, and then you know I'll I'll make my my decision when the time has come. So far, for the next couple of months, I don't even think for the next year, uh, I don't think we'll see much impact uh, onto Eve and its development by the sale. But that's just my personal opinion, anyways. One one thing that's really important to remember is that pay to win was like literal pay to win, like golden ammo was toyed with by CCP and it literally almost killed them. 
So since then, they have very much like gone the opposite direction, you know, since the Fearless and the Summer of Rage and all that stuff. So I would be really surprised if they went that direction just because of the fact that they have this point in memory where it's like, oh, yeah, that we lost 30 percent of our company when we did that. Yeah, yeah but that, that, that was also a different time. I mean, you can go back through the evolution of, of monetization in EVE Online. I mean, even when they came out with Plex, there was big discussion at the time about the other things that might lead to, that might be the slippery slope to microtransactions and things like that. And as you've seen over time, they have added other things in. They went to multi-character training. They went to... Um, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, to today with skill injectors and your know, you know, skill extractors or the money side of it, right? You know, um, well, correct. There, but that's there are things today. Well, hold on. But there are things today that exist that never would have been able to exist back then because of the mindset of the player base. So the player base's mindset has also kind of evolved over time. But skill injectors has nothing to do with winning. Right, that's that's pretty much only to catch up. Otherwise, you could say the only way to win in Eve in the past was to have a two thousand and three character. Yeah, I think that I think that we've kind of changed the way that we or the flexibility of how we obtain power because a lot of that stuff are the reason why some of that stuff was able to be done was because there's equivalencies, right? So, like when skill injectors came out, we accepted it because it wasn't a new system; it was just a flexibility of the the bazaar which already existed the problem is is that a lot of people that weren't actually at the summer of rage might not remember that there actually was something on the eve market in the testing that didn't make it to the final production which was the golden scorpion you could buy a golden scorpion using nex and it was statistically exactly the same and yet people freaked out about it because it was the magical production of, of an item. And then when fearless was, uh, was leaked, they talked about golden ammo that would be potentially better. And so those are the things that, that I believe that there was a line in the sand that was drawn that basically says the even economy is more important and they've done other things to deal with it. Like for instance, the, uh, the introduction of the gnosis and the synesis and the, uh, you know, the other literally golden ships, um, that don't destabilize the market. So I think that CCP properly understands what is and isn't able to be introduced. And I do want yeah, to go back not really. to, to Killer's, uh, Killer's mind because after after the CSM met with Hilmar, right, all of a sudden there were a burst of tweets that came out and they were all positive. And Killers, I just went, I didn't see Killers this morning, but I went and looked at it now. All the other CSM already tweeted about our meeting with Hilmar. So I'm just going to say I enjoyed my breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean uh, it, there was this post on Reddit. it was like oh look within 15 seconds all of the csm posted like uh you know we feel very positive about uh the the meeting coming out of the meeting with hilma and there was like blink twice if you're being held hostage or something <laughs> it, had, it had nothing much to do with that it was just you know it, we didn't really sit there write the tweet and be like three two one go it was mostly just we were finishing the the meeting with hilma and obviously we all have different sources and Aerith was being spammed on his, you know, in his, from his goon sources. I was being spammed from INC sources, and Brisk was being spammed from all over the place. And we all just kind of wanted to make a statement. But then I didn't really bother tweeting because they're all, you know, they all already tweeted. So why would I bother? I would much like, I would mu like it much better because obviously this is a hot topic right now. We're just going to talk about it. But um, 
I think it'll be much more interesting to see what changes to Eve actually come out of the summit. And I, uh, while while I obviously cannot really go into any details, I think that a lot of the player base is going to be very uh, very excited about those. So um, it's I funny. think stay positive. It's, it's just what I and you know if you don't want to be if you don't want to that's fine. But from my point of view, if 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 you care about what I say at all, then I just say stay positive. Keep playing the game if you enjoy it, and you know we're, I think we'll have a good time. And uh, hey guys, can you hear me? Hey, yeah, yeah, we very, can hear you. very very shitty quality, brisk. But I uh, we can hear you. you. Should come over to my room. You can use my headset. I know, right? You got a good headset. I'm on my iPad or iPod yeah. buds or whatever. <laughs> to, to just back up what Killer B said, what I, what I think everybody needs to, to realize is that you know we weren't going to get any crazy you know negative stuff. This is this was uh, the equivalent of an investor call. But I think everybody needs to recognize that this type of thing, at least in terms of game companies, is pretty common. And the idea of one company running another company as an independent studio with where they still have creative control, all kinds of stuff is pretty common. Uh, so I, I, as far as I'm concerned, at least in the near future, this is business as usual. And I don't see any reason for anybody to be really, really concerned. Uh, the, the fact is, if anything, I'm, I would be say, I'd say this is a good thing because not only does it say the company is, has value, uh, the company has a lot of value and a lot of potential revenue streams come for these guys otherwise they would not have paid the premium that they did so i think if anything this is our way of saying our eve is obviously not dying because a major company that was looking to diversify its portfolio just bought it for a lot of money and that's a good stuff yeah from a business standpoint that's definitely uh it's definitely a positive uh, and you know in as um uh, as killy you said like i i i put up on the uh, uh on the visuals anyway uh that uh uh, tweet by Elise about uh, you know when you're paying 400 million for something, you know you're not really you don't really want to be killing it day one. Obviously, yeah, it's a and lot. Of, like, I, that is a lot of money, man. It is. It's a lot of money, but I think the one thing that we have seen over and over and over again, uh, at least in, in when I've been in Gita today, when I've been looking at, at Reddit and everything else, is the, the fear about monetization, uh, the way the BDO does it, and we already have our own scheme for Eve that works. I don't see a need to change that unless it suddenly stops making money and it hasn't done that yet. So I really just, I don't see a need for them to change any of the stuff that we're currently doing uh, because it's working. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's like Christmas now. I am excited. Are you easily excited or <laughs> what, uh, hold on. what exactly is it that you're excited? I mean, okay. Because saying that I'm totally pissed off, like uh, I would ask the same question. So what are you excited about with this? What, what is it that BDO brings to the table that you're excited from an Eve online player perspective? Well, other than the fact that the, the people at Pearl Abyss have, you know, captured lightning on a bottle from a technical aspect, and they can have all this really like 8K graphics and 60 frames on not top of the line hardware. That's impressive. And I think that Eve players would appreciate a client that doesn't die if you forget to turn the sound off in a large fleet engagement. But I also think that uh, as far as partnerships out of all the companies that CCP could have uh, saddled up with, uh, to use a horse analogy, I think that this one is the uh, best case scenario, and I'm excited to see what kind of interesting stuff happens. The future 
as a timeline, at least from my perspective, explodes with novelty. And Dirk, if you, if, you, if you think of all the unique selling points that EVE has, that no other game out there has, right? If you consider that as like patterns, if, if a company bought another company with that amount of almost patentable uh, unique selling points, you would be uh, pretty much excited about that because maybe they could scale it or develop new products, right? Someone that created a game like BDO, if they just bring some of the good ideas that CCP has been introducing over the years into their game development, that's going to be amazing. Now, Carmack out there, uh, and he said it on a number of occasions, I, I can't scroll back now, I, he thinks it's actually the opposite. He thinks that EVE is being bought for how they can help BDO. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a little of both based on what we were we were talking about today. I think there are yeah. synergies that the companies have, but the one... I think one of the comments that the that the the the, uh, the PA guy said in his interview uh, today was that the DNA of the companies is basically the same, and I think that's probably true. You've got two MMO companies that both have one mega hit, and that's basically it. And I think there are different strategies and different synergies that they can bring together. And to Zanuria's point, one of the things that I'm excited about is one of the one of the cutting edge things that BDO has is its online component. And I think there's a lot of opportunities to open up parts of Eve to online, uh, to, to, to mobile, I should say, uh, to mobile that, that we're not doing right now, but I would love to see them start working on. I mean, wow. can you imagine being able to do your PI from your phone or do oh, your yeah. contracts from your phone, things like that, that just is not currently available, but that they have a platform for and have experience doing and they could potentially help us with. That would be huge. That, that would be huge. That'd be great. Because then we can get like 4,000 phones plus 4,000 PCs. There you go. What would tie I be on my iPhone? It'd be a new you experience. Have to worry about it. It'd be a new experience <laughs> when you look at uh, when you look at those uh, pictures of uh, you know the uh, director level kind of uh, the sort of Eve Online setups, like with a string of mobile phones as well. Yeah, it's definitely going to make the movers and shakers of Eve uh, have an easier time moving and shaking if it pans out that way. But seriously, to all the naysayers, right? If if Prohibis was only buying something that they could make more cash and grab on. CCP would be a really bad buy. I yeah. don't see why you would buy it. They don't I know. The numbers, they don't it's, have the product. I mean, this is nothing. exactly, Caleb. This is not <laughs> exactly. a dump kind of company. This is a long-term revenue stream kind of company. And, I mean, that's the one thing that they've demonstrated. In 15 years, they can keep the game profitable. You're not going to make your money back in a night. You know, and frankly, the, the, the price that they paid looks to me like they've got a maturation on investment of maybe two to three years minimum. So, I mean, they're in this for the long haul. This wasn't a quick overnight kind of deal. No, it's, it's a brain power buy, right? Exactly that. It's nothing else. If, if you wanted to buy something that you just pump and dump, this is really a bad buy, and it's a really bad price. Yeah, it's a brain power buy, and it's also definitely a, uh, a, a Western uh, and China kind of uh, marketplace reach buy as well. And, and this kind of thing is happening all the time. I mean, this is a public company that has a ton of cash lying around. What are they going to do with it? Well, they can let it sit there and not make any money with it, or they can diversify, buy up other studios, buy up other assets, and and get new revenue streams. I mean, it, it, from a business sense, it makes perfect sense why they did it. But but I, I think uh, I think when it comes to PA, like I think they they do genuinely want to see how to leverage you know, a, a player base or at least, uh, you know, their local kind of, uh, their, their local situation in a more, uh, 
what would be more uh, kind of lengthy time period rather than just, you know, um, creating a, you know, creating a game like BDO that has a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, microtransactions uh, that people will get sick of. Um, can I just say that if, if, you they know can, if they can fix CCP's merchandise business, I'm all in. Totally in. I'm gonna, no, I still want to talk about that because we, we have one last dinner and I'm going to try to talk to some of the guys because uh, I want my ship models. I want my posters. Come on, let's sell this yeah, and, and Like those uh, ship models uh, that you can buy out in uh, in the east of actual EVE ships. Awesome. That looks amazing. Why can't we get that? Why, why is that something that you need to go through secret channels and stuff to even get a hold of? I want that in the actual CCP shop. It would be pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Any other nice news? What's, what has been happening the last couple of days? I was a pretty bit disconnected. I don't think there's much going on today. Definitely not so, in the north. The Milo Keepstar got stolen, but uh, you probably. Heard. I did see. I did see that. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> All right. Oh, and Brisk, can you maybe uh, see if you can get uh, a comment on Hilma's role in the future? Because that's one of the things that everyone is talking about. Um. We asked him that directly. I don't know if I can say it, but I mean, just generally speaking, nothing is going to change in the immediate future. Ask ask it on the I ask it on the AMA tomorrow with Falcon and Guard, and if if there's if that if that is an answer that can be given in public, they will answer it. Yeah, I agree. Do that. Yeah, guys, check out the you know keep an eye out on Reddit for the AMA tomorrow. So tomorrow, sixteen thirty, uh, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow sixteen thirty Eve time is when the AMA will start with CCP Falcon and CCP Guard on uh, on the official forums, not on Reddit actually. I think uh, on the official uh, Eve online forums. Oh boy! So uh, you know, <laughs> dust dust off that, you know. Oh, get damn. the compressed air on that. Mm. Senorio, should we start lobbying to get the, the the video guys to actually buy back uh, White Wolf? I I don't know if that's something that should happen or not. I, I think that we should we should not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just wait a, a year and see what happens with this. Hey, uh, uh, Brisk or Killer, maybe you guys, uh, or, or anyway, I guess anybody, but uh, just let everybody know, tomorrow at 16.30 UTC, uh, they're going to have the AMA on the official EVE Online forums. How does one, uh, I mean, is that, is this just going to be a forum thread? Yeah, sounds like it. That's yeah, why I said uh, get the air duster. It'll probably be, yeah, it'll probably be a thread on the forums and then you just reply and then they reply to your reply pretty much like Reddit, except with their um, awesome forum infrastructure. <laughs> it seems like it's like a Twitch, really. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. A broadcast would be great. I, I agree. That's actually some something I didn't really think about. But, we, uh, we talked about that, but I think they figured it would be quicker and less overhead time to, to just do an AMA rather than trying to do a video or something like that. I think they should just do it all in a Discord. I, I think I think if they did a if in they voice. did a broadcast, I think the, I think if they did a broadcast, they'd just basically be reiterating the same you know answers to the same questions over and over again because people wouldn't be able to people coming into it late wouldn't would still be asking the questions that they missed. Well, and we know what they're going to ask anyway. I mean, I, we were I was talking to Falcon, we were laughing about it because we know every question that's going to get answered. What does this mean? Is everybody fired? Do you guys have creative control? Who's going to be doing this? Are you going to move from Iceland? Are you going to stay there? Uh, is this going to mean we're going to we're going to see crazy new monetization? 
Are there going to be cat figures in the game? I mean, all the questions, every question that gets asked tomorrow, we've already, you know, everybody's already asked. That's point. why it should be a Twitch stream where the CSM asks the questions and CCP answers. Well, well, hold on. I and, want to go to bed. You know, <laughs> not just that, but it's kind of what I DM'd you earlier, uh, Brisk, about the fact that a lot of these questions were asked today with Hilmar. And it would almost yeah, be we asked what every they could single do one is, of these things. I yeah. wish I could tell you the answer. It would almost be good if basically they could start off with the questions that were asked as much of the answer that basically Hilmar gave the official answer so that, you know what, you don't have just the repeats of, you know, you know, of these things when when we know that the most common questions have already been asked and answered. Yeah, like literally start, I, I start the, the thread to see it from them directly, because I mean, one, one, I've been talking in multiple discords uh, to folks today about it. And generally speaking. The folks who are okay with it are okay with it. The folks who are freaking out are like, oh, they would like they wouldn't lie to you, you know. So hearing it from the horse's mouth uh, or other part, depending on it, whether you like them or not, I think is probably going to be uh, better for the community than just listening to us. Well, anyways, we've rambled on for uh, quite a bit here. I'm sure oh, that yeah. over the course of the next 72 hours, there's there's going to be even more even more discussion about it. We'll. Uh, We'll laugh about it tomorrow night, and then the meta show will deal with it on Saturday, and then talking stations. Talking stations, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably the big one this weekend, uh, uh, simply because uh, pre-booked, pre-booked. Um, creative director, right? Creative director, creative and, director, and the new and the new executive producer yeah. were already booked for this weekend, uh, just as a casual conversation to kind of you know introduce these folks a little more out to the player base and everything. And uh, when I saw this break this morning, <laughs> which was like around four a.m. my time. Um, my initial thing was, oh shit, CCP is going to screw us and like not show up this Sunday. And uh, they nope. will, they will show up. They've, they've yeah. mentioned it today that they're coming. They, they will show I sent, up. Yeah, no, I sent, a, I sent an email and got an immediate response back. Going, oh no, we're still in. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, good. I, I, I saw you said that said something to that effect in the uh, production channel. I was like, has he received a reply? <laughs> Thank God. Especially now, right? Like, it, it, obviously, you know. Uh, while we while we make a jokes about CCP and their um, their PR sometimes, uh, especially with a hot topic like this, they're they're interested in coming on and maybe clearing some of the air. Obviously, you know they, they can they can say a lot more stuff than we can because they're actually in charge of something, uh, unlike unlike us. Well, the only the only thing I was worried about is is kind of given the level of this, right? I was worried that they might postpone this weekend. Um, Rather than put the new executive producer and the creative director on the spot of knowing that questions would obviously come up because of this recent news. Honestly, I don't don't think that's an issue because everything that we have seen today and sorts here, I mean, so there's three of us now, um, everything we have seen today so far has indicated this is business as usual. So I don't don't see why they would back out. Good. Sort, you got any any comments? uh, you want to throw in there? We're about ready to wrap up, but uh, do you have any uh, uh, of your point of view on? Uh, he needs to sort out his uh, his oh. mic, as it were. I, I unmuted him, but he's uh, locally muted himself. Ah, oh, there we go. I think he sorted it himself, or maybe not. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, can you guys see uh, me now? Yeah, 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 yeah,
Yeah, I am thinking I could get rid of that guy for a couple of hours. Nope. <laughs> we could hear you, and unless you stop talking, now we can't hear. Yeah, now we can't hear. I don't think I crushed him that hard. I think I think he's uh, just not talking. Sort. I'm sorry. Please you, talk to us. Fucking push to talk shit. What the fuck is wrong there, with you people? There you go. Now we can hear you. Here now we, we can't hear. I had to hold up my laptop so I could talk. <laughs> no, he's... Work on my phone. It's. It's push to talk. Give me a second to boot up the laptop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, push yeah, to talk it's, it's, totally does suck on a phone. I gotta it, be honest. It's it's only because it's an on-air public channel that people can jump into. So uh, yeah, we don't want people. Um, yeah. Act, you know, just Coming just broadcasting here, everything. Well, not not just that. Like you know, we have to um, like a, a, a server. Um, you know, someone with the appropriate permissions have to unmute, unmute you first. Because everyone comes in here, so I'm muted straight away. Not NDA, so I'll tell you. Um, Jen actually got completely randomly room 420 in the hotel today. Yes, yeah, I saw the tweet on that. I thought that was pretty funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Um, that's the reason why. So uh, that's one the reason why it's push to talk and uh, you know uh, default. So Otherwise, you get on people this channel. breathing and like you know cars yeah. going by and you know exactly can't do that with a bunch of people in the chat, especially on a live broadcast. I think Madderall might be back. He might actually be uh, uh, at work now. I am back. He's at work. Well, Sword is booting his laptop. Is there anything else uh, you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Besides the rest rest of the summit, do you have any comments on it before the summit notes come out in a few months? (laughs) I said, uh, so I said earlier that I think the summit was really good. I obviously have no reference, but the, the the more senior CSM members have all, you know, have shared the same opinion. I think Sort said it or tweeted it. I think Sort tweeted it. He said, yeah, it was a good summit. And uh, Arif said he, he thought it was a good summit too. Um, it was it was a roller coaster of feelings. Let's just put it that way. But uh, at the end of the day, it, you know, it matters where we where we end up, and uh, we're we're all in a pretty uh, pretty happy and satisfied place at the moment as far as the CSM goes. And uh, at least those of you in in chat and those of you that are here on comps didn't know me. I'm a pretty straight shooter. If I if I thought it sucked, I would say it sucked. Uh, I, I definitely can't say that. I just can't say that from my personal um, from my you know my personal point of view. I think it was a was a good summit. I think that that you know the changes that come out of this summit uh, will be beneficial. The general the general community will appreciate them. I have a question for you, Killaby, about the summit. Two questions, yeah. actually. One, was the food good? And two, were the rooms ready on time? Yeah, the rooms were ready on time. Uh, we Holy actually, cow. Yeah, we, we were in a great, great hotel. And um, the food? I mean, we, we didn't, I, I didn't eat in the CCP cantina once. We usually went out Did for lunch. Did you eat horse last night? I didn't eat horse, no. I, I, I ate, ate um, horse last night. It was fucking great. Oh yeah, that horse tartar. Ooh, it's banging. So, so I'm I'm very happy with the accommodations and uh, the food and everything. It's just obviously everything is super fucking expensive, but you know that's just Iceland. It's, I'm just uh, saying there's hope okay. for CCP as a company if after all these years they finally manage to schedule the rooms so that they would be ready by the time the council actually arrived. I think I think from at least from a logistics perspective, and I have pretty high standards for this type of stuff because I do it all the time. Um, everything was held pretty well. I mean, we never had there was never an issue, no mistakes. I think they had 
we had to wor- we had to worry about breakfast one day because the hotel didn't have us down for breakfast, but that was immediately rectified. Um, but getting getting back to the more substantive stuff, uh, I think B said it pretty well. Um, again, I don't have a reference either, but I you know I've, I've served on similar bodies in the past for other games, and I thought if if we can get follow through and um, over the next couple of weeks and months. Uh, over the stuff that we talked about, I think people will look back and say this is probably one of the more consequential CSMs that there has been, uh, and I think that'll be a good thing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to working with them over the next two or three months to get the stuff that we talked about implemented. Can you guys hear me? Yep, we, we can, can now. Yes. Sweet. Oh, I just want to answer a question out there. Avenging Sasquatch said, what I don't get is these guys talking like this is the best possible buyer for Eve. What the fuck are they smoking crack? It's one of the worst possibilities if you really know how the company operates. I don't think anybody is saying this is the best possible buyer. Like if if you were to go out there and find what may have been the I wanna, I wanna most immaculate match. But I don't know that anybody has on the, on said the spec- who, who, does, who does he been. think? Who does he right. think is the best possible buyer? What company? <laughs> so what comp? What gaming? Co- we we like I said earlier, the rumor that CCP was going to be bought by some other gaming company has been floating around for two years now. So everybody kind of expected it. Nobody really knew when it was going to happen or who it was going to be. I want to got. I don't know. I don't remember his name. Um, but whoever said that, I want to. I want to hear from him. Who does he think would be interested, or what company would have been better to buy CCP? Um, that would actually care about buying CC because we both like we companies like Activision Blizzard. They don't like they have no interest in buying something like CCP. They already have a very like big portfolio of games and stuff they have out there. Right? There's no way that some somebody like Blizzard would buy CCP. EA, I don't think you would have been happy when EA if EA had bought CCP either because I think the shit sum would have been even bigger. Oh, it would have been bigger because I would have. I would. I think folks should just be happy that it's a game company that has produced a successful MMO that did the buying. I mean, if this had been another venture capitalist firm or another some other group that has that had no idea or understanding of what the gaming community is about or what Eve players or even just MMO players in general are about that bought the company, I'd be much more concerned because at the end of the day, their only thing would be "fuck you, pay me." And they would focus solely on on profitability and those types of things, and they wouldn't be looking for a long term investment. So I think at the end of the day, there are very few companies out there that match the profile of of what Eve is, and I think this one is one of the ones that fits, and it makes sense. Maybe it's not the best in the world, but you know it's obviously not the worst. But again, at the end, I'd also say this is the first day. The deal is not consummated until middle of October, and at that point then we can start looking forward as to what's happening. But any, anybody saying today, oh, my God, this is horrible, we have no idea. So what somebody – Can I add something to that for a second? Yeah, go. Sorry. Go for it. So the most important thing to understand about this is, is it's not a merger. They bought the company in its entirety. They bought everything about it. The company is still operating as a company. So it's very important to remember that it's not a merge. They, didn't, they don't just merge and gut the person and then go on and develop it themselves. CCP is still developing EVE Online. That's the most important thing to remember. Correct. Exactly. It's not a. It's, they're not buying an IP. They're buying the company, and that's a big, big difference. Well, you know, the other thing I want to put here, because uh, somebody somebody said it out there about CSM guys white knighting, and you know, probably, probably other people, you know, talking about how we've been trying to maintain a level of positivity regarding this, right? Um, it's not about white knighting. It is about 
not just diving into the deep recesses of negativity, the worst things you can find. Let's see how it plays out. We all have the opportunity to create backlash when and if things don't go the way the player base is 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 happy with. I yeah. would say now is not that time. Or if when or if when or if yeah. I mean the the, the the reality is is that we we woke up this morning to the article and we had questions and when we went into the room, um, Hillmark could have just basically said fuck you. I'm not going to answer any of them. Someone could have just not come. He could have just, yeah, he could have just not turned up. Um, he didn't. He answered all the questions. He did everything we wanted. Um, obviously, it's going to be NDA. It's, it wasn't on the record. Uh, we took a lot of the questions that people had asked in different discords that we're in. But the reality is, is that anybody who understands business, anyone who understands running a, an, a business in real life, or even in Eve, for example, you, you will know that this is not a bad thing. Um, a company like Elisa's tweet was the perfect tweet. No one's going to buy a company and then sink it. Like it's it's not. Well, not, not intentionally. Sure. Most people don't try to do that. But it, and, unless you're EA. But most companies. And, okay, so one to add thing to that. Most companies that have that kind of money and have the ability to do something with it aren't going to buy a company to sink it, right? Like especially EA, not for EA half a said, billion. Yeah, exactly. I mean. The the people freaking out here. It's like, in reality, that company wants CCP to succeed. So why would they buy something to sink it? And there there is also other like tertiary kind of things that you know um, uh, Pearl Abyss have bought, like you know alongside buying CCP. Uh, and it's the ability to be able to uh, you know to push mobile games into China. And the ability to be able to further develop mobile games for Western societies. Or Can for I Western also like establish well. something here as well, guys? I mean, we've had to, like, the summit's just finished. The amount of freak out from you guys when the announcement's been done like eight hours ago, it's, it's just ridiculous. Guys, like, calm the fuck down just a little bit. Like, this, this is a pretty big deal that it would have taken months to sort out. And I mean, at least take a breath. Um, the company, it's yeah, it's being, it's going through, guys. To, like, to, to, to be fair, most of the people that are the, that are listening on Twitch and most of the people that have been in the channel today, uh, you know, have taken more of a you know wait and see type, type approach. Uh, Reddit and some of the other places out there, you know, where uh, Twitter, you know, places where it's basically just you know launch a one sentence thing out there. Um, that have been a little more on the negative side. But. but I would say that as you speak to your corp members, as you speak to your alliance members, as you speak to your friends, people that you, you interact with, I would, I would um, suggest people take the time to actually read the blogs, uh, wait for the AMA they're going to do tomorrow on Reddit. And I would really suggest that you read the interview that was done with yeah. the actual company as well. It's very illustrative and basically, like it was hammered home there. They basically said in four different ways, CCP is still their own company and we do not control them. Like, you know, they are treating... Actually, I, I don't want to go in any more detail than that, obviously, because of NDA. I'm always um, very wary of, wary of going up against that, especially when it comes to business stuff like this. But was, even beyond that, this would... You know, the CSM has rubbed up against monetization in CCP and the ways that CCP have wanted to monetize in the past and we have been listened to in, with it with regards to those things. You know, CCP 
aren't going to just do things for profit's sake if, if it's going to blow up the community that's not beneficial to them at the end of the day they have a solid subscriber base and upsetting that subscriber base which is what the effectively is being purchased in some regards so it seems like a foolish um, decision it's also this... a Jin's thing for a second just just one thing mm -hmm. we have also encouraged ccp to monetize certain areas as well like we want ccp to make money too because the game doesn't exist when they don't. They couldn't they couldn't keep doing things. They couldn't keep making money and be acquired if they didn't make money. It's not a good thing if CCP doesn't make money. So monetization is not something to be scared of if it's monitored in the right direction. Which is why, and I'm not breaking NDA saying this because I told everybody I was going to do it. I think I've said Alliance skins about 30,000 times this week, and I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. Money <laughs> being my problem. Everyone said that. I mean, it's not... It's not a big like it's not a big secret that it's wanted and wanted for a while. It's been in the minutes for the last like eight or nine years. But I mean, I, I think freaking out a little bit, and I'm saying this is not the people that are listening right now freaking out. But it's very important to not create some kind of shitstorm before like people actually get a chance to read it. We as the community have um, an obligation as well to like look at the person next to you who's freaking out and going, "Why are you actually freaking out?" and try and have a discussion as adults instead of like children who have just thrown their toys out. Yeah, like this is something that came up earlier in the CSM Discord. Like we would much rather you guys, like if you're worried about specific changes, if you're worried about CCP introducing pay to win stuff, then tell us what's pay to win and what you think, where you think the line is at the end of the day. We think that it's simply, you know, when you pay for something and it affects gameplay. That's a pretty basic line, and I think everyone in the community agrees with that. Yeah. And I would expect that CCP agrees with that, or at the very least understands that, because you know, given what they've done in the past, that seems to be the line that they've accepted. Yeah. You know? um, uh, Jin, that uh, that uh, article that you were talking that you talked about, like, um, was is that that Venture Beat article, uh, like interview with with Hilmar that you talked about? Um, that people no, should I can't. No, there was an interview with the owner of PA. Oh, okay. Yeah, and in it, he literally stated he wants Eve to succeed on the formula the tip works on. Well, but, you know, I, I have to agree with some people in Twitch chat here. Obviously, they write the most bloomy shit in those press releases and in those articles. Like, no, no, you know. PA would never admit on on like some public form. It's like, yeah, we're buying this company and we're gutting it. You know, uh, exactly. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. take everything they say in those press releases and stuff for like granted. But that's that's and that's the thing that I feel people should care more about because it's not just me and Brisk and Sword. It's also Aerith and other pretty much anyone in the CSM. We sat in the room with them and I got out I got out of the meeting with a good feeling. I didn't what I've what I've heard, what I've seen, I don't feel bad. I feel good. And that's what I care. I don't give a shit about some press release somewhere in the internet because frankly they could write anything like in there, right? Um, but I care about how I felt coming out of the room with them and I felt good. I didn't feel bad. I just well, okay, this sounds like a proper thing, you know. I'm good. And that's what matters to me personally. Yeah. Something else to probably touch on is um oh god it uh sorry I've got a complete brain fart. Uh give me a minute. <laughs> I do have a I do have a question for sort since he's probably not gonna be around tomorrow night. We're getting ready to wrap up here. Um but uh, what was it that you wept about on day one? Oh, what on day one? 
What? Yeah, I don't know. You you tweeted out something about you know it was a very emotional day or something like that. Oh, I mean, I'll be honest. I lost my shit in one of the sessions. Like, it'll come out in the minutes, and it was it was it was brutal. But um, one thing we but that was also one of the best sessions that we had too. Mm, well, the follow up was the follow up was the first one right. was not. So what else? Uh, oh, right, interrupted okay. me. I was going to say is the follow up. Anybody that's asked me is that. Um, the follow-up sessions that we had with the teams where we had the most uh, controversy—I don't know if you can call it controversy or the more the most most heated uh, discussions. Yeah, the most heated discussions. And I'm not known for being an unemotional person. Probably the most emotional in the CSM. Um, and I don't generally let punches like hold punches. Um, and they took it kind of full barrel or two barrels from me. Um, and they came back afterwards in. And wanted a second session with us, and wanted a second session on on the the, the things we discussed. So, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's not. No, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. The oh, fact and, that- and I wasn't sure if it was you, like you know, you know, gave him two barrels, or like you cried about something. Like I was reading that tweet, going, he says it was both positive and negative. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, did, did he okay, weep? I'll, and I'll did he rejoice? There were uh, some touchy sessions that I got quite emotional with on a personal level. Um, don't think you'll ever see what those sessions are. Um, they I apologize. Interest. I thought that was the one we were talking about. Sort of no, 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 no. So yeah, Brisk is absolutely right. That session, uh, I was on the border of tears talking about real life issues with uh, CS. Um, but other than that, the, the actual session was fucking phenomenal. They came into the room very prepared. Um, we ended the session really, really well. Um, it was a session that we'd asked for for months. Um, yeah. And both sides were very optimistic. Like, I mean, optimistic. We're both basically looking at the sessions going, I wonder what's going to come of this. And uh, we both came in the room and it was like, for the first couple of seconds, it's like the uh, prey stalking a prey uh, on both sides. And then we got into it and the fucking session was incredible. Uh, we got a massive amount of progress out of it, a massive amount of progress out of what it'll help for the player base going forward. Um, but those kind of things, the... It's it's been an emotional roller coaster of a week. Um, obviously, waking up this morning and seeing this, like you're like, oh fuck, another day of wanting to do it. <laughs> but then again, again, fucking Hilmar hits it out of the fucking park, and you're like, fuck's sake, I don't know where to settle on this. Yeah, and one thing that I will say is, you know, there's obviously been some accusations of this white knighting here, and I want to say that we're not going to be afraid to push back. If CCP does, uh, or if, sorry, if Pearl Abyss do try and fuck with CCP's monetization strategy, that's obviously something that we would not be fundamentally okay with. You know, at the end of the day, raging out about something that might happen when you don't even have any plans, you know, you have no information as to whether it might happen or what's going to happen, it's pointless because all it does is make us look like a bunch of petulant man children. And it means that when they do actually do something that's wrong, then we have no, you know, we have no power to mess with them at the end of the day. The CSM has to step in line and work with the community to show that things are issues sometimes and to show and, that and I said I said this it, it doesn't it doesn't help sorry. when people are getting mad about stuff without knowing what they're even getting mad about. Like people don't seem to be able to even like rationalize what they're afraid of. We're not being, you know, people are saying like gold ammo and loot boxes are things we're worried about. And I'm like, 
yeah, but it's, even even CCP, like even on the worst of worst days, I don't think anyone would ever think of that as a reasonable thing to bring to the forefront, because that's. Oh. I think you. And I mean, what, what, that, what I would but... what I would tell folks in the chat, and I'm not, I don't have Twitch up, so I don't see what people are saying. But I mean, look, for, at least from my perspective, I'm not a CCP fanboy. I'm not white knighting them. I don't represent them. I said it in my campaign video. I don't represent CCP. I represent the players. And I'm going to express the players' concerns that I think are valid to the company, and I will do my best to provide my interpretation of what the company is telling me back to the players. And as far as I'm concerned, at least in this regard, it's business as usual. Until we have a reason to be concerned, there's no reason to be concerned. I mean, this is not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It just happened, and we'll see down the road whether there's an impact. But for now, we got other important things to worry about, and it has nothing to do with who owns the company. I don't think anyone's actually brought this up either, is that um, if you spend a million dollars, you can go out and have a wild weekend in Vegas and buy a car or buy like some flashy thing for a million dollars. When you spend $425 million, you do your due diligence. You look at what you're buying and you look hard at what you're buying. You go in and go, what am I getting for this? And so a company like that's going to look at it and go, well, okay, I'm looking at a player base who only understands a certain type of monetization. They only want a certain type of monetization. Why we're not going to influence this because we see how they react when we when that company has ever tried to push for something else. You can tell that they would have sat there, they would have gone through like statements of income and everything like that for a capital for a, um, a company for years. And anytime there was a low point, they would have asked CCP, what happened here? What did you do here? What did you do here? And CCP, if they wanted to sell the company, would have obviously said, we did this, we did this. The people complained this way, they complained this way. And those kind of things are the kind of things they look for. And if if they had turned around, like Jin said, and said, oh, we want to make golden ammo and our fucking shit went through the floor, that's going to obviously happen. They're not going to make these stupid decisions. They're going to know what they're going into. Yep. All right. So you know what? We'll call it there. This has been going on for several hours now. And I don't know. <laughs> Probably not yeah, a whole lot. Guys were doing it. No, 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 I mean, no, no. That's fine. I mean, you go. I mean, you guys were you guys were doing your thing up there, and yeah, and there, there's a there's a lot of avenues that we kind of that we uh, that we explored in terms of uh, this whole topic. Uh, and when various different topics, you know, associated with it. So if you uh, if you're kind of interested in all the other aspects, then uh, definitely take a uh, definitely have a listen to the uh, you know to the to the VOD. Um, but yeah, we should probably call it around about now ish. Yeah. Anyway, just a reminder, uh, Sunday, Talking In Stations, uh, what is that? Is it 1600 Eve? Something like that? It, it is. Yeah, Sunday, Talking In Stations, 1600 Eve, uh, the new executive producer, CCP Manbjorn, and the new creative director, CCP Burger, are going to be on. Uh, it is, it, it, it is I'm going to tell you right now, up front, it will be a conversation about them, which is what it was designed about. Uh, and we will eventually get to uh, we will eventually get to portions of this this acquisition, um, really more along the lines of how it applies to them, uh, you know, in terms of in terms of kind of the future of Eve Online, the things that they're going to be responsible for. Uh, but yeah, sixteen hundred EUTC on Sunday. Try to go easy on them. Both those people are really nice people. 
Oh, no, no. I, we're, we're not going to be savage. I, I, Jesus. I, I, I've been setting this up for, I don't know, probably six weeks now, something like that. And the way I pitched it to them, I, I wanted to do this because I don't feel that CCP actually introduced the new executive producer um, out there to the player base uh, adequately. Um, you know, I think that there were some interviews that they did with some, you know, with some kind of real world media stuff and whatnot. But they're, uh, I can tell the, you why. The, the players haven't heard the voice yet and kind of answers directly from them. So, so I've been trying to set this up for six weeks and it's just happenstance that it happened, you know, the, that it finally came about this particular weekend after the news today. I can tell you probably why they did that. We're all ears. You guys complained that people weren't doing their jobs to fix their game. So they did their jobs and tried to fix your game. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it was, possible. You know, Very possible. It was originally scheduled for two weeks ago, and then and then it had to change. Uh, but but here it is this weekend. So yeah, everybody, uh, thanks for everybody who joined us in the channel today, and mm -hmm. uh, all of you out there who were watching and chatting along. And yeah, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd also like to say, uh, you know, also uh, check out because Dirk uh, is, uh, you know, very humble in that sense. Uh, also check out uh, Open Comments, which will be on tomorrow. Um, yeah, we're probably going to laugh about a lot of this shit tomorrow night. So. Yep, yep. Push to talk and also meta show that will be on Saturday. And of course, obviously, uh, talking stations on Sunday. So uh, with that, I think we're out. See you guys. Thank you.